This week's episode is sponsored by Southwest Florida School of Real Estate, founded by Daniel Larson. Dan's new innovative learning platform combines his well over 15 years of teaching and licensing experience and puts it all online and offers it as an on-demand service with live coaching. Dan and his team of instructors are here to help aspiring agents, agents, and brokers alike with their licensing goals and needs. Soon he will be launching a concierge service and will be bringing his classroom to you. Check them out, swflschool.com. Hello, this is Deshaun with the Doors Open Connect podcast, and this is my co-host, Rick Haas, and thank you all for listening in. And uh, as I like to say, let's dive into the meat and potatoes. Uh, Rick, hey, we got a big announcement. Guess what? What? We got our thousands down, uh, thousandth download yesterday, and actually we're well on our way into uh, that for the podcast. So thank you all for your, your um, continued support, for everybody who's been listening in, sharing it, um, and downloading it, and uh, finding value in, in our podcast. So we greatly appreciate all of that support, and for our, our, um, uh, our guests as well. Um, we really appreciate everybody who's been coming in, um, and, and again, uh, sitting down with us and, and going over discussions in the real estate field or their professional backgrounds or business um, and things of that nature. Creating value, man. That's what we're all here for. So, Rick, let's talk about Saturday and Sunday's open house and another successful weekend um, that we had um, hosting nine. We actually coordinated nine, um, and then we had five different brokerage uh, brokerages or agents working from different brokerages working together in collaboration, so that was really exciting. Um, and it was fun. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good time, and um, everybody did a great job at these open houses. They yeah. had balloons, hand sanitizer, masks. I mean, the whole nine yards, bags of chips. Um, what else did they have? Candy bars. I mean, we we kind of. Uh, I had a few candy bars at some of these. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we we were surprised, and you know, it was uh it was great. You know, CC did an amazing job. Taylor phenomenal it was her first open house with us um and i was really impressed by what she did and uh given the gift basket giveaway and I, I really like it when the agents actually listen um and and take some advice and and bring it to their open houses because we're all about maximizing the the visibility exposure but we want to set them up for success as well so very impressed um you know anthony did his thing um who else we have? We had exclusive home re- home realty. Um, she did really good job. She had her you know hand sanitizer, her face masks, uh, and then we had another one, Monica from EXP, which um, same thing. She she did a really good job. But we were happy to show up, and um, all but I think one or two of them uh, had uh, interested buyers uh, swing in and stop by. Um, and then we do need to address w- one issue, which uh, we did have an event where um, an agent uh, had a stalker show up to her open house so yep unfortunately there are those people um the greatest thing we can say to, to touch on that subject is maybe bring a little can of mace um even guy or girl doesn't matter who you are i mean things can happen you know we we promote safety in these open houses but at the same time you never know we live in a crazy world and things can happen so maybe maybe bring something like you know, maybe a small can of mace. I mean, I always suggest to have that on you, period. Right. You know, something like that. Or if you're licensed to carry a taser, maybe bring your taser. I don't know. But it, it also gives us something else to think about. And, and again, with every weekend that we that goes by and with every open house, there's something to be taken away, um, something to learn from. And in this particular case, now we want to add a feature um, to the app to where you can uh, – you know, press a button to let people know that maybe you're in distress or if somebody, an agent's in the area, if they can swing by, um, mm-hmm. you know, something, maybe a 911 automatic dial kind of a thing. Um, 
you know, to alert people that, you know, you feel uncomfortable and somebody is uh, making you feel that way. And, and, you know, so there's some things to look into um, as far as that and, and to improve up improve upon and, and get better at. So, yep. um, but other than that, everything else went very successfully from here in Southwest Florida, well, Naples area out into the Golden Gate, all the way up to Fort Myers. We sat uh, another open house for a Keller Williams agent. So um, it's working, man. And it's, it's really exciting to see these agents coming together in collaboration and bringing them brokerages together, bringing them, bringing them together. You know, we we're all in it to get more deals done. And then, um, and this is exactly what we wanted to have happen. We know that we can we can organize this under one convenient platform for everybody to take advantage of. Um, all right, so let's dive into our guests today. Very excited to have them. Um, today we have with us Daniel Larson, owner and instructor of Southwest Florida School of Real Estate, who has guided over 100,000 agents in our area um, through required education and has been a trainer for over 15 years. He's also been a consultant and an author for the country's biggest real estate schools and has written dozens and dozens of real estate courses. So we greatly appreciate having you. Welcome to the Doors Open Connect hey, podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks. It's good to be here. I, I don't know if there's a hundred thousand agents in Southwest Florida, but I'd say that, that's more of a general. I don't think it's. I've trained a hundred thousand agents in Naples. I think that might be a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But But uh, that was. Uh, I, I used to work for Kaplan Professional Schools, right. which which subsequently became Brightwood College because they had some, you know, issues. <laughs> they, uh, you know, there was a whole FAFSA thing where where you know people get student loans and then they're not students. Is they're like, you know what? I think we should be Brightwood College. Uh, so, but, but anyway, I worked nationally for them. So, okay. so a lot of those numbers come from uh, being a, a national trainer for a really the biggest school in the country Absolutely. Uh, at the time. So, yeah. Well, hey, we, we want to dive into your story, man. So tell us. Uh, you man, know, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Terrified. I didn't know you were going to dive into my story. Yeah. Now we're going to have, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about. Uh, you got a PhD. Do you have like a psychology degree? Because you're going to need one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not quite yet. Yeah, okay. Uh, give us a. Give us a little bit about your background, how you made it to the Southwest Florida area and found Dude. your passion in teaching uh, real estate. Yeah, you know, uh, I, uh, I I was I was an actor. I mean, I grew up, I wanted to be a performer my whole life. So I was, uh, God, I was I was in the drama club in high school. I was the, matter of fact, I was the president, the, the whatever you call it, I don't remember. It was in the 90s. <laughs> but I was in the drama club and I went, I did theater. And what actually ended up happening is 9-11. So I was living... I had done, I'm, I'm like in my 20s and I had worked with like Amy Adams and I did a, I did a summer stock show with a guy named Ron Palillo uh, who was Horshack and Welcome Back Cotter. Okay. I, the, the, first, the first John Travolta uh, uh, like vehicle and this dude like, so I'm doing summer stock with this guy who was famous for hanging around somebody else who was famous. So I did that kind of stuff. And, and when 9-11 happened, I was living at the Holiday Inn Express off of I-4 in Orlando and doing, uh, working in some show. I don't know what it was. I was doing some stuff with Disney and some other stuff. Anyway, so I called my dad. So my dad is Rick Larson, and he, he, he created what at the time was the biggest real estate licensing school in the country, ProSource, in mm -hmm. St. Paul, Minnesota. So I called that. I'm like 24, uh, and I got my like a 1994 Saturn coupe. I got a cherry red Saturn coupe that was all you know. Was, those were made of plastic, and you know I had banged it into walls and saying it's all the <laughs> plastics all broken and stuff. But anyway, I drove it down here, and uh, and I called my dad and I said they're shutting down the show and they're shutting down Disney World. Uh, and this all sounds really quaint right now, but at the time it was like there's 9/11, right? And uh, so I called him and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm crying and they're shutting down the hotel and they're Man. kicking. I'm homeless. 
He's like, well, drive back home. He's like, he's like, get in that stupid, you know, Saturn Coupe yours and drive back to Minnesota. <laughs> he says, get a real estate license because they're going to crank. He, he said, Ben Bern, or not Ben Bernanke, uh, Al Greenspan and Bush and Cheney, they're saying they're going to, you know, crank interest rates down to zero. Uh, the best thing going to be going for about the next five years here is real estate. So wow. why don't you come back home and get your real estate license? So I did. So I, I, I went there uh, and uh, he was in the process of selling his school to Kaplan Professional Schools, which gotcha. is, you know, so I never worked for him. Right. He was kind of a consultant with the company. And I was, you know, I had these, it was weird. It, it was a very odd dynamic because there's people that are my age now in their 40s right. that had their own careers and stuff. Here I'm 20 something trying to figure out what an appraisal is <laughs> uh, and taking classes and doing customer service. And here I'm working for all these people that my dad hired and trained. Is weird, uh, but but uh, what ended up happening is I got my real estate license. I uh, decided I was really smart very quickly. So I was like, man, you know, I just because I didn't know, I didn't know what the hell, I didn't know. Right. All I knew it, it's it's the spring of 2002, and I'm working part time for Kaplan Professional uh, in customer service for 15 bucks an hour. And uh, I'm like, well, but let me go use this license. So I went with this place called the MLS Online, which up in Minnesota people know those guys. Um, but, but that's Keith Castingway, good guy. And, uh, so anyway, I put my license with him and he's like, look, you're going to take your, you know, your, your flip phone and I'm going to page you leads and you're just going to go show people properties and they just buy them. Right. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not true. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, that's, there's no way that that's really what, how it happens. Right. Well, I didn't realize at the time that, you know, he's really playing on the fact that it was, you know, this is the internet was new. People thought the MLS online meant they were online on the MLS. They didn't know it was the brokerage. Uh, it was the company. Uh, and, and now up in Minnesota, dual agency is legal. So who do you work for? Hey, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, so I did that and I would show people a house and they'd buy it. And show them three houses and they'd buy two of them. And, I'd say, and I just... I, I was just a genius. I was, you know, walking, I was, you know, I had my walk in with my sunglasses on and just be just this, uh, I just thought I was so great. You know, I was the 10th agent with that company and I just got every lead I wanted and you go show people properties and they buy them. Heck do I know? So it was the spring of 2006 and I had, uh, I had this guy that was, had been just been drafted by the Vikings, but he wanted to buy property. He didn't sign the contract yet, right. but he wanted to buy property right now. And so I take him shopping. You know, I didn't have this, the crashed up Saturn Coupe anymore. Uh, but, but I had a better car. <laughs> I had a bigger car. So, and, you know, in those days, you would literally put people in your car and drive them around. That right. was, you know what I mean? So, so I had this dude, dreadlocks, Alabama linebacker, you know, and he's, he's you know, I'm driving him. He's, I'm like, where do you want to buy property? He's like, get me a really big house. So anyway, he's offering me vodka, you know, big bottle of vodka. He's like, he's like, let's drink and go look for these properties. I'm like, dude, I, I he's like, come on, man. He's like, what do you, you know, drink yeah, some vodka. I'm like, I'm driving <laughs> right now. And uh, so anyway, I'm showing this guy properties and I got him pre-qualified. I got a pre-approval letter from Countrywide. Right. From Countrywide, right? And it's, it's the spring of 2006. And he didn't sign his contract. He's going to make millions of dollars, but he didn't sign his contract with the Vikings yet. And so we're going, we look at this house and I'm showing him, I had this, there was this lady at the house. She wouldn't, she wouldn't, it was a very alcoholic day because she was drinking <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon in there and she didn't want to let us in. She had the dog barking. She was threatening, you know, she's like, you get out of here. You're trespassing. I'm like, I'm the eight, I'm, I'm showing the property now. Could you leave? Nah, get out, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I went through this whole thing and then I called the guy countrywide and I go, all right, we're ready to write an offer and I'm going to get a, get a copy of it over to you. Now I didn't even, I'm not kidding you. I didn't know at that time that, that counter offers was a thing. Oh, wow. 
And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating about that. Like I didn't, cause you just like, this is the price. The price is what they, I didn't even know how to do a CMA really. Right. Because it's just, that's the price. And if you don't like it, then somebody else is going to buy it in five minutes. Right. Yeah, it's, all, it's the only world I knew. Wow. I didn't have a reference for it, you know? So, uh, so, so we write the contract and, uh, and, and, and uh, I assume it's going to get signed because it's full price. And I call the guy Countrywide. He's like, you better close in like a week. I go, what, what, what does that mean? He goes, he goes, you got to close right now because that product is about to disappear. Oh. I go, what are you talking about, man? Like, what does that mean? So I call my broker. I call Keith. I go, what is this guy talking about? He's like, oh, you know, there's some noise. Countrywide something. I don't know. You know, it's, it'll be fine. <laughs> Listing agent calls me like a week later. So, we, so they got the contract signed, everything, right? Listing agent calls me a week later. She goes, it didn't appraise. I go, I go we'll get it appraised. <laughs> she goes no 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 no. it didn't appraise i go you're the listing agent i don't know who does that but i know it's not me just get it appraised she's like no it didn't appraise for value i go i don't know any, i don't know what you're talking about what what what, what do you what does that mean i go uh, now in my mind the appraiser's job the appraiser's primary job is to show up and go oh okay let's purchase check that's what i thought an appraiser did for a living right now, now she says it didn't appraise. So I call Keith. Keith, I got another problem on this thing, man. Number one, the, the, it seems like the, the, the loan product is disappearing. Number two, uh, this woman says she won't appraise it. He's like, what? I said, well, I don't know. He's like, well, that's not the appraiser. The appraiser will do it. I'm like, well, I don't know. Just <laughs> Now, keep in mind, I've been doing this for almost five years. Wow. And <clears throat> show it, write the contract, close, show it, write the contract. That's, that's all I knew. I don't know. Show up at the closing, high fives all around, give me a check. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, so, so he had to call her and say, what, what are you talking about? She goes, it didn't appraise for value. He's like, oh, uh, whoops. So, so then, you know, the next two years happened and I gradually learned that I didn't know obviously anything and I wasn't so smart anymore. So, right. right? So by the spring of 2008, by the time it was countrywide and then, you know, those dominoes like countrywide and then, oh, we'll just send it off to Lehman Brothers and Lehman Brothers will sell it off to the bank something and then, you know, somebody in China will buy it and then we'll have AIG insure the whole thing. That whole thing? Yeah. Like that, I watched that happen going, oh, I don't think I have a career anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, as it turned out, I had opened up my own brokerage. I signed a lease um, on, on a commercial property, not, not a super cheap one, but a, a, a commercial property to open up my own brokerage in the spring of, of 2008. How do you feel that, that timing was for me? Hmm. So, so I ended up just like trying to, I'm like, oh, you know, somebody over here wants to move and somebody over there wants to move and neither of them can move. Why don't I just have them both sign leases on the same, and they just switch, swap houses. I'm doing that for 500 bucks a shot. So I needed a job. So I went back to Kaplan and I'm like, hey, you guys got anything I, yeah. <laughs> I could do? They're like, well, you could teach classes. I'm like, okay, good. Well, I'm going to teach classes. And that's really how it started. It was just, I, I needed to find some way to make income. Right. Um, yeah, so that's really it. You know, the, in the meantime, I ended up, uh, I ended up uh, being a kind of a regional trainer for them and then a national trainer. And I flew all, they flew me all over the place to tell people to do stuff that they were never going to do. Wow. <laughs> you know, so, so you know, the Kaplan in, on, the, uh, on the south end of the Las Vegas Strip and Kaplan in Wisconsin and Kaplan in Chicago. And, and uh, you know, and then they got the Dearborn Publishing Company, so I'm doing stuff for that. And um, Somewhere in the middle of there, Larson Educational Services, my family's company, opened up. It was, I think it was 2008, and I came down here and was teaching classes down here, and then I went back. Home was Minnesota. Right. You know, I subsequently got divorced, but at the time I was married with kids, and we had the whole, we had the family up there. Um, 
So, but then I got divorced, and when I got divorced, they were like, hey, come on down. So then I came down here, spent, right. spent six years working with, uh, with the brothers and the family. So little, little warmer down here. Well, it's warmer down here. Yeah, the, the, the temperature is better. And I had family, you know, after, you know, I came down here in 2014, right after getting divorced, you know, uh, uh, being able to just be here and, and uh, be with uh, mom and dad. Well, you know, a couple years ago, mom passed away. Dad's 70. He's retired. My brothers own that company. So I just, you know, I'm 43 now. I'm sitting here going, yeah, I've been doing this for 20 years or something. Yeah. I, I got to, you know, at some point I got to, you know, stick my own flag in the ground. Understood. So that's really what I'm doing right so, now. So that time that you were doing real estate, did you have any idea that you wanted to get into teaching? Or was that kind of something that you were yeah, like? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so if you put it this way, I, um, when I went there, imagine, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the fall and winter of 2001. And, um, you know, and I, I ended up, I, I took the course one, that licensing class. Um, I think I took it three, I took it at least three times, but it might've been four because I didn't know what they were talking about. Right. And now when I was up in Minnesota, I would say, I, I didn't know what they were attacking a boot. So, <laughs> so, but I didn't know they're like, Oh, a lean. I'm like, Ooh, a lean. That sounds tricky. You know, <laughs> I didn't, I had never bought real estate. I didn't have any reference point for this stuff. But right. what I did know is there were these people there that I looked up to them like gods because I, you know, the, I never missed the entertainment business after this. People go, oh, well, you worked with Amy Adams and you work with, you know, these people. Well, I really didn't care because, like, I thought it was so cool that these people showed up and they wore suits and ties. They weren't doing, now, I'm, I don't want to disparage the entertainment business, but, you know, they weren't doing drugs. Right. You know, there was <laughs> nothing about, like, it, 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 you know, they, they were people with families, with, right. with wives and kids and, and husbands and friends. And it was very grounded compared to the world that I was in. And I liked that a lot. It was much more familiar. So, but there were people like Dave Schneider. I mean, dude, I don't know where that guy is right now. But that guy, you know, he would show up, just perfectly trimmed mustache and his hair done just exactly right. And his suit and tie, just nice all the way. The shoes match, the belt you know, and I'm sitting here, 23 years old, going, "How? What? How are you? This? How are? How is this you? You know?" Yeah. And he's talking to me about, uh, you know, I own all these rental properties. Well, how many do you own, Dave? Well, I'm not telling you. You know, that that's that's just kind of the part of his deal. Is I'm right. not going to tell you how many I own, but it's more than 100. And 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 just I just thought it was so cool that these people were so well put together and just so smart about so many things. You know, how, how do you get to, the, I was fascinated with this idea of how do you get to the point where you're not just like talking to one book, but you're like talking about, as I'm talking to you, you're picking which book in your head to choose from that's the best topic to go about answering your question. Right. That absolute intellectually, because, you know, when I was in the entertainment business, you know, you study a script and you'd say what somebody else told you to say. Right. You don't have to be that smart. Right. You know, when I, when, I, when I look at actors now, I'm kind of like, eh. Uh, Stand-up comedians that are successful are usually smart, but they're writers. Right. Yeah. I, I appreciate their writing. You know, Jerry Seinfeld isn't just a stand-up. How does he perform? Eh, he's, he's okay. His writing is fun, outstanding. Right. You know, so I, I kind of sort of intellectually put those pieces together like, oh, you can write a book. You can have that book in your head. You can use that as a reference to help people succeed. And I was absolutely just enthralled with that whole thing from the beginning. 
So, uh, you know, and I started to be able to, as I was taking different classes up there, you know, down here it's course one and then post-licensing. Uh, up there it's course one, 30 hours, course two, 30 hours, course three, 30 hours, and then they'll give you a license. So you got to take the exams and then you got to do another 60 hours. So I was just going through this process and, and as I did, it was like kind of the layers just kind of kept building in my brain of not being a student, but being these people you know, and I was, I was just, I, I just thought they were like gods, Right. you know, um, hey, hey, Dave, you know, uh, how do you figure out, you know, blah, 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 and he's talking to me about quick ratios and expense ratios and, and cash flow, and then he, and then he says, but that's, that's not really the point, you know, really, you need to figure out the cap rate, and the cap rate's based on all your expenses, it's nominal expenses, it's got nothing to do with, with a debt service, and you got, I'm sitting here going, I, 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 how do you become that guy? Right. You know, mind um, blown. It's like yeah. Li like listening to a dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I, uh, there is a certain, you know, it's kind of the old saying like knowledge is power mm -hmm. and it, it is, right. You know, you feel strong when you, when you, because that gives you that kind of knowledge gives you parameters to make decisions and, and even better than that to help other people make good decisions. Right. You know, man, they'll come to you. You can pretty much kind yeah. of tell them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really the answer to the question is, is I, as a student, I was jumping, you know, I'm sitting here going, I don't know what a lean is. I don't know what they're talking about, but I was trying to just scramble to make my way through. How do I figure out what's in this licensing book so right. that I can talk about this licensing book like them? How do I figure out what's in this course two book so I can talk about it like them? I, I was always, I, from the beginning, I had that vision from day one. I had that vision of how do I become that person standing in front of 150 people and having all the answers and, and being bulletproof in terms of it didn't matter. You can't out-heckle these people. Right. You can't, yeah, it doesn't matter what you ask, what you say, whatever. It doesn't bother them because they know the answers. Um, and so that fascinated me uh, from the very beginning. That's, a, that's, that's deep. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now that you've, you know, as you said, put a, put a flag in the ground and you're starting yeah. up your own thing, yeah. uh, what, what is going to separate you from the traditional um, you know, educational systems, uh, your courses and, and things like that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always have had the philosophy, philosophy that, you know, nobody learns anything while they're sleeping. You know, that's, that's, there, there are so many of the dude, and there are some outstanding schools down here. There are some phenomenal school, Gold Coast, Gold Coast over on the other coast. I mean, those guys are all over the place. I mean, there are some great schools, right? So I wouldn't ever despair. Larsonette is a phenomenal school. I wouldn't, I, I don't feel, I'm sure they do with me. I'm quite confident of that, but I don't feel any competition with them. Right. I, re I really don't. Uh, because from from my perspective, you know, the the um, you're buying an experience. You know, you can people go Google, and I talk to them. People sometimes they talk to me. They go, oh, you know, I don't think I'm going to do this in a classroom. I'm I'm uh, I found a thing on on Groupon, and it's eighty dollars. Right. I'm gonna go ahead. I don't. That doesn't bother me because you're not going to get your license. Right. You are not like I don't wonder one hundred percent. Oh well, they got a ninety six percent pass rate. Okay, on what? Because there's two <laughs> exams. There's two exams. There's a school exam. Okay, and then there's the real exam. Right. Well, okay, 96% on your school exam. That doesn't impress me at all. Right. They're not saying which exam, which tells me something. You know, do these, okay, a 96% pass rate and a zero licensure rate, uh, that doesn't, that's not, doesn't sound that exciting to me. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good use of $80 to me. So I'm going, well, you know, who, who does anything for $80 for a week and a half? They're not going to, it's not going to happen. And then you look up the company, you know, CE Express or Real Estate Express, they're national, you know, they're in Ohio or something. 
the heck do they know about what's going on in Florida? Florida right. Yeah. They, they, it's impossible. And, and I, you know, what are you going to do? Call them and be like, hey, dude in Ohio, what's on the Florida? Ex oh, well, just look it up. I mean, what are they going to know about it? So uh, to me, it's about the experience. You know, people come. They've got they've got a and, and it, you know, like I'm telling you about Dave Schneider. Like I remember. Dave Schneider specifically in, in, in one of these licensing classes. Now up in Minnesota, there's law that's, and it's different down here, but in Minnesota, um, if you are a contractor and, and uh, you die while the work uh, is being done, that's the end of it. There's no liability. But if you've got a company that survives your death, you can sue the company. Well, what the guy did is he takes a house and he draws it on the, on the uh, whiteboard and then he has a guy falling off the house and, and landing and splatting. And he takes out the red marker, <laughs> the oh, red no. expo marker. He's got blood splatting up all over the place. I mean, that was, that was near 20 years ago. I remember that image. And I remember the law related to the image. It's got nothing to do with reading something, you know, that somebody, you know, wrote. It's the story of it. And I remember it because it's, and I asked him, I, I said, why did, how is that, why is that burned into my head? And he said, because it's weird. He goes, it's so weird. He goes, you've never heard anything like that before, have you? I'm like, no. He goes, the other thing, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, it's preposterous. He said, that uniqueness is what brings these stories alive, and, and that's what you remember when you're sitting there taking your licensing exam. Right. That's what you remember when, when you've taken a post-licensing class, and six months later, something comes up, and you go, oh, I remember. This is like the, the story they told that Jake or Tommy or Dan or somebody in the class, they told this story, and I remember a thing like this from class. Nobody remembers these, these words. Right. Nobody remembers these words. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, there are lots of educational, I would say the majority of education is based on the theory that my job is to convey information. Mm -hmm. To me, that is, that's like a singer singing in tune. Like that's the basics. Like that's just, but, but if that's the point, then just read a book. You know, what, you don't, yeah, you, I, got, I got the same kind of experience. I did, um, of course, I, I went through Larson. And I did the online because I'm like, oh, oh, you did? Online Which, is do you remember the company even? Because a lot of people tell me that and they're like, I, don't, I go, what company? They're like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just did online. I saw, I saw it was like, you can go into the classroom for this much or you can do it online for cheaper. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to save some money. I'm going to do it yeah. online. Yeah. I do it online. A couple months later after doing it, I'm like, oh, man, I can't remember what was chapter one, two, three, <laughs> four, yeah. five, six. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, I feel comfortable. I'm, I'm going to take this test. Yeah. You know? and, um, and what I what I did was I took the test, failed it, had to wait 30 days. Yeah. Um, took it again, only got one point higher, failed it again. Yeah. And then I called I called into the office over here at Larson. I said, what's going on here? Yeah. I, I don't want to do this online thing again. They said, okay, do it in, in the classroom. So I did it. I think the schedule I picked was like eight to four, Monday through Friday. I did it all in one week. Yeah. Um, I'm not a person that can like learn over like six weeks of a weekend. So I'm like, just yeah. let me crush it, kill yeah. it. Yeah. Um, did it, 92 on the test. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Next, I did the one hour, or not the one hour, the one day. Um, the exam prep course. Yeah. Exam prep course. I did that. I went in there and passed it my first try. And I'm like, oh, man, why didn't I just do this the very first yeah, yeah, time? Yeah. I wasted like three months of but, taking but this here's, online. But, but I know the answer to that question. The, here's what's hard about it is you, you start by, there's all these le levels of, of knowledge. Th okay, so just if you, if you don't have a license and you're like thinking of getting one right now and you're listening to this. So, so I, drive, I do this with my fiance. She's not in the real estate business. So, and she loves to do this. And so we're driving around, you know, Cape Coral. And she's like, oh, honey, you know, what's that house worth? I'm like, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. 
And she'd be like, oh, well, because I looked it up on Zillow. whatever, Zillow, yeah, and right. I did a truly on that, and it's worth one ninety eight nine hundred. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> okay, so, and not only that, we've never, we drove past it, like, we drove past it. So, so here's the thing, go to a doctor, okay, so let's try this. Let's go to a professional, let's go to a doctor. So here's the doctor. Doctor, now, I got a thing right here, right, and it's, it's, a, it's this, and it feels like this, and is it cancer? Doctor, is it cancer? If that doctor, with that conversation, with no information, says yes, you need a new doctor immediately. <laughs> yeah. That, that is the epitome of having no idea what you're doing is proclaiming with no information that you know. Yeah. So that's the dynamic here is, is so here's a customer going, all right, I'm doing whatever I'm doing for a living right now. I'm thinking of getting into real estate. And so there's the only reference point is this idea of, I think I could be a, a real estate professional in some right. way, right? So then you go Google it and you come up with CE shop or Realty Express where you go, oh, okay, well over here it's 80 bucks and over here it's 300. And, and so what happens is, so you give them the 80 bucks and you're into it. And usually what happens is somewhere in their experience, somewhere in that first couple of hours or so, something in their stomach starts to turn, right? And they start to wonder, like, I wonder if I'm really, this doesn't seem right somehow. Right. And they don't know, they can't quite put their finger on it. But they don't realize exactly what that is till they get to a good school and they go, oh, I see. Every single second about this is related to the school knows what's on the exams. They know how to get licensed and that's what we're doing. Right. But, but if you never have that experience, you go, oh, well, I failed my stuff. I guess I'm not cut out for it. I quit. I'm going to go wait tables. And, and so you don't have the reference. And so, or some people like you, they go, well, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to figure it out because that's what I just want to do enough to figure it out anyway. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's like... Um, I've got a product, like a licensing product, that prepares you for two exams at the same time. My course one takes you through everything you need to know to pass your school exam and your licensing exam, and then the other products are to make sure you pass the licensing exam, right? So it's like you start with the ball of clay. Here's 100% of exam content. Well, once you pass that first exam, we got to whittle away 50% of that, and what's left is the stuff on the Pearson View exam. So you start with a school that's a national company, and th so their starting point is the same class for every state, or almost the same class in 50 states. Well, what's their ball of clay even look like? I, I don't, because I don't know. And I can tell you, I've worked for those companies, and I can tell you for sure I don't know what their ball of clay is, you know, because it's a Dearborn product usually that's used nationally. Mm -hmm. so, so from my perspective, it's like, okay, here, here's kind of the tough part. You don't know. That means you as a student, you don't know for sure, and you can't know for sure that we're really covering all the content that's on your Pearson View exam in spite of the great story and how convincing it might sound and we told you what it is and we took you through an exam prep course or like I've got my online simulator or whatever, you're, you're still taking my word for it until you go to Pearson View and sit down and go, oh, wow, okay, I've seen this one before and this one before and this one before and, and you go through and you've seen it all before and you go retroactively, in retrospect, you're able to go, Okay, that school did me the right way. Right. I know now the school did me the right way because I walked out of there with the pass and every single question I'd seen something that looked like it before and we covered it. Right. So that's kind of the the catch twenty two of the whole the whole thing. You know, is is you know bef it, until you get to that point where you're sitting in Pearson View and pass the thing, you until you're at that moment, you could convince yourself, oh yeah, eighty bucks, hundred bucks on Groupon, this might work. Right. You know what I mean? Well, that goes back to the whole you get what you pay for. Thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. And and, do, and back to what you were saying too. When I did when I did the in classroom, it was so much. It it was a lot better because 
you and a few of the other instructors had like ideas that you guys would draw on the board or things like that that I would stick with me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when the test came, it was like, oh, that's what they were talking. Yeah, about. yeah, 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 yeah. Answer. Well, they would call yeah. it like the rule of five or something, right? You you read it, you write it, you see it, you visualize it, then you hear it, yeah. and something else. I yeah, what it was. yeah. That's I forgot what it was too. That's why you know I don't really say the rule of five. I just say, look, there's a lot of different styles of learning, right? right. You, you gotta you gotta see it. You get here, here's 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 the thing to me. If you'd, so here's my perspective. What's a lean? Well, until I figure out what those four letters mean, I'm, I'm not going to answer any test questions about a lean, a mortgage lean, and a tax lean, and a, a special assessment lean, and an HOA lean, and a condominium lean. And these are all different things. But if I can't figure out what that word means, all of it's nonsense. Right. So my perspective is that we're really teaching people a new language, and, and the vast majority of that language, I don't want to say the vast majority, a whole lot of that language is stuff that after they pass their exam, they're never going to think about ever again right. until they go to get their broker's license, and they got to go through the whole Pearson view thing you pass that exam again yeah. you know so so I yeah ju- I just did that that's brutal which one the I just I got through the class portion of it but uh, then the pandemic happened so they yeah. shut down Pearson view but yeah yeah so now I got to kind of learn it all over yeah again. yeah yeah <laughs> what you mean getting your broker's license yeah the 72 yeah. hour yeah. I, I did everything in school passed the in-school test but now now I'm on to the yeah but so, that's been what two, three months now. Well, that so, was March, right? But so here's the thing about the the broker license is you know there are three types of entities that can conduct a settlement in the state of Florida: title company and attorneys. Well, they're not regulated by well, okay. So title companies uh, theoretically are under DBPR, the Division of Real Estate, but but a, uh, an attorney certainly isn't, uh, and their their escrow accounts are not regulated by the DB. You know, you've got you've got the Department of Financial Services, and you're talking about securities companies, broker dealers, and that whole world of stuff. Um, well, uh, there's only one of those three types of entities that can conduct a settlement that's under the DBPR Division of Real Estate and theoretically uh, regulated by the seven-party FREC uh, up in Orlando, and that's a broker. Mm-hmm. And so, so they're giving you a license that you may well not use to conduct settlements, but you can. Right. You may well not use it to have an escrow account, but you can. And so about 25% of that exam at Pearson View is debits and credits and what page is this on on the settlement statements and what do you do with the closing disclosure right. and, and all this lender stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the last uh, 10 questions at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I expect about uh, 25 questions that are based specifically on math, specifically debits and credits and dealing with uh, you know escrow funds and, and interest, you know, in an interest-bearing account, a non-interest-bearing account, a non-depositable item when what do you do with these things? Right. So, yeah. Whew. So I got, I, got, I, got a, I got a quick question. I don't yeah. think I'm ever going to go for my brokers. That's not so lot. It's not so easy. The only reason I did it was just because I have this own thing internally where, you know, I didn't get my real estate license for the longest time coming down here from Michigan because I didn't think I was smart enough. I wasn't mm. very good in, in school yeah. um, because I decided to go to work. I was working two jobs and going to school. And then I just had it in my head that, you know, there's other people smarter than me. Mm. And uh, my one buddy, Brett, I was like, hey, he's, you know, his, his uh, uncle owned Kenmark Construction. His aunts at the time owned Kenmark Real Estate. Yeah. And he was going to get his license and work for them. And I always thought he was like this brilliant guy to me, you know, looked yeah. up to him. Yeah. And um, 
And he went, I think it was VIP real estate school or something back in the day. He got halfway <laughs> through of it and never finished it. So I'm like, oh, I guess I can't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I went to work. I got distracted and life took a hold. I was in hospitality for the longest time. And then I'm like, no, no, no. I want to get my real estate license. And then I did it and I passed it the first time. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I could have did this See, nine years ago. That's, that's what, so, so my brother, the, the thing, sometimes our parents really screw us over pretty bad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if your dad ever told you you weren't smart or like that kind of stuff. But like, I remember specifically the first time I went into teach a math class kaplan bloomington minnesota across from the mall of america frozen like a, blo a block in february right and i remember going and teaching that class and i remember just thinking to myself you know i'm just too stupid to teach this class. i can't teach math i can't teach math i can't teach math well i went in there and of course what happened well i didn't teach math it was terrible i'll never forget it because because i remember i was like 26 and it was first time you know i i didn't get, get good math grades when i was i did in college but i didn't when i was like in in school so so but i had this belief and i went in there i was like hey everybody you know real estate i don't know what we're going to do with this math i literally was telling them i didn't know what i was talking about and while i was telling that my belt buckle like it, it didn't just break it like popped open and <laughs> fell apart my belt fell apart in front of them wow and i wasn't fat it like just, nutty it, professor style <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was Dan Larson's dummy style, I'll tell you that, because I was already uncomfortable. And in front of all these people, man, so many people. And, you know, I was, you know, I got a, I figured out I got to have a beard. You know, it makes me look smart and really just maybe I know something. But at the time, you know, clean shaven cat probably looked like I was about 16 years old, right? That's exactly but, why I have a beard, too. <laughs> you know, A times B equals C pop. Oh, hey, everybody. Literally on the first break, people were coming up to me and being like, dude, come on. Just let us leave. Just give us the credit sign. Like, I, I will never forget that guy. Baseball cap, jacked up. Come on, man. Just, just knock it off. Just let us leave. Begging me to leave. You know, give, give me credit so I can leave because my stupid belt buckle. Well, here's the thing. All these years later, I mean, I have all, the, all those things happened to me, you know, and, and those are true. Um, but all these years later, dude, I've written stuff that that the average person cannot understand about math. You know, a quick ratio right. and and how a quick ratio, you know, expense ratios. An expense ratio is an outstanding way to balance in investments. Uh, uh, you know, it, how um, uh, valuable is this as a risk versus reward kind of a thing? Um, and uh, cap rates and and very detailed things related to you know investment strategies and I look back on those days and I go well where did this come from and the answer is it was told to me by people I trusted and and the reality is I never should have trusted them right. you know sometimes you can't trust your family to tell you the truth about you because they're really telling you the truth about themselves mm. That's, that's, you, that's you deep. Know, you, ever, you ever seen that movie, uh, 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 Happiness, uh, um, something Happiness, um, with with um, uh, Will, Will Smith? Smith. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, says, he says he says he he tells his kid he can't play basketball, and then he says, you know what? I, I can't play basketball. Don't ever let tell somebody, you know, tell you you can't do something. That means I can't do it. Right. Like you know, and, and uh, my my um, my fiance, her son's in the NFL. And awesome. I'll tell you what, every time I hang out with that guy, he treats me like I can play football. Well, it's not because I can play. And by the way, I can run and catch and stuff. But he, may, like, he makes me believe I can do what he does because he believes in other people because he's so good at it. Right. He thinks that's natural. I had the same experience myself when I first started uh, uh, training in new instructors. So I, I, was, I was a training director for the, the school down here. And 
I just thought everybody could teach real estate classes. And then I learned through trial and error that that's not true. I think they can because I think I can. Right. <laughs> you know, so, so I learned that kind of psychological dynamic. So I guess what I'm telling you is, you know, why do you think you're not smart enough to get a broker's license? Because it turns out that's not true. Oh, no, no. I, I know I can get it now. I mean, but that's the thing. I just, it was, it's an accomplishment for myself, you know. And then it's kind of like something you can kind of have in your back pocket. I just think challenging yourself and, and trying to one-up and, and make yeah. yourself better yeah. is obviously a big goal of mine now. Um, so, yeah, yeah I want to I just I want to have it to have it. And yeah. I, I used to, back in the day, want to have my own brokerage, and I thought about it. But these days, I, I really don't want that responsibility. You've got, you've got liabilities and, yeah. you know, insurance and all that stuff. But, but, <clears throat> but one of the things that, you know, it isn't a funny thing, especially a game we play with words in this industry. You know, people, I go to the Realtor Association things and do, like, whatever we do, code, code of ethics or something there. You know, people have all their pins. You know, I'm a GRI and I'm a, I'm a capital R and all these yes. people get real. Walking in there like an army general. Yeah, yeah, you want all these awards. And, and, and so, so, but, like. SIP it, certified. Right, but it does mean something, though. So I'm like, oh, I'm a sales associate. All right. Well, now look at this. I'm a broker for Keller Williams. Somebody might think that that's my brokerage. You know, you're a broker associate, but there's almost this psychological, mm-hmm. you know, I've got this, I got this title, right? I earned this title. I'm not a sales associate. I'm a broker. So, you know, I, I suppose we could explore the validity of that, but it's, it's definitely true. It's, it's a separate distinct license, you yep. know? Yep. So, so, yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, you know, now, Actually, uh, during this uh, pandemic, how will this, you know, how will this impact? Do you think the schooling uh, or has impact for agents oh, looking man. to get their 63-hour, their yeah. post-45, yeah. their CE courses? Yeah. Uh, also, will you, will you have license for brokers, uh, classes for brokers? I don't yet. I, I got approved for almost everything else, but I haven't gotten broker yet. In my mind, I've got two years left to. I really don't, but in my mind, I've got two years left to do that because people I'm getting their sales associate license now will get their bro- they're going to qualify in two years. Right. So in my head, I've got a two-year timeline where i can kind of get there right you know what i mean why, um, is, why is that one harder to to get to be able to teach it really isn't um the 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 thing is that that you know a 63 hour i i spent nine months writing a 63 hour course one okay then i spent two months figuring out how to put that online and then now it's like okay so now i'm going to do a 72 hour broker you know <laughs> yeah, i just yeah, yeah. I, I you know i, I i'm I just gotcha. exhausted you know I'm, yeah. I, it's just a lot to do mm-hmm. it's a trim you know, people, it's funny because I'll be like, hey, I got this course one. People are like, hey, you got, uh, you got a CE class about blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, you just blew like a month of my life, right. you know, with that question. So broker is a serious thing. I got a phone call yesterday. A guy calls me, says, he says, I want to get my mortgage license. I go, well, awesome, because that, you know, that's a federal that's a federal designation. You know, MLO is, a, you know, the, for me to be qualified to do mortgage licensing, that's about a two-inch pack. I mean, they're, they're going to check and see where I live for the last 10 years. Right. That's, fe- that's a federal. Now, it's through the states. It's through Florida. Right. But it's, but it's federal guidelines. Reg Z and RESPA and, you know, the Truth and Lending Act, all this. I mean, it's all this stuff. 3% differentiation between the, the good faith estimate and the, the, the closing disclosure for this and 7% for this. And it's, it's a lot of... Um, so anyway, the, the, the answer is, you know, I, I got to get people licensed, uh, do post-licensing and CE, and that's a whole lot of stuff the way it is. So um, what happened was uh, I ran my first licensing class. I got four students. So I had to do a, an exam prep class. They passed their, their – uh, they did it online. They did their course one online, and then I had one guy call me. He said, hey, I got my real estate license, but I don't know what to do now. 
So I asked him questions for about 15 seconds, and I said, you don't have a real estate license. <laughs> <laughs> he said, but I passed my test. I said, well, you passed an online test. He goes, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, all right, tell you what. Come in, I'll give you an exam prep course, and then we'll do, you go to Pearson View. He's like, well, what's Pearson View? So he got oh, done with boy. his course one, didn't know what Pearson View was. So he, boom. So I took him through, I, I did like four-hour exam prep with him. Gave him a book and just took him through, here's what the questions, here's the answers, go do it. And, uh, and he passed. Uh, and then I had three other uh, people come through at live classes, license, license, license. Um, and then, April, I mean, this was February, March. And then April 1st happened, you know, so then it was like, I spent like a week just kind of sitting around. I, 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 I'm so used to doing these classes with people. I've been doing it literally with almost without break for so long, you know, whether it's three people or four people or a hundred people. And when they shut down, it was like the first week is like, okay, cool. I'll sleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And then the second week of it, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, I, I wonder if I qualify for, you know, PPP or EIDL and you know, so, and then I started going like, oh man, like the second week I'm like, oh man, I'm so bored. Right. And then yeah. the third week, I'm like, man, I'm starting to feel pretty down here. Like I'm yeah. just hanging out with my fiance and her son. I mean, they're sweet and stuff. I can't just sit in the house. What the Got to go to work. What man. am I doing? Like, yeah. what am I? So then it's like, well, what am I supposed to do here? So then I'm calling around like Ed Klopfer. He's got a school over here. He's all up this coast. So I call Ed. I'm like, hey, Ed, what are you doing? He's like, oh, it's pretty rough. <laughs> I'm like, OK. He's like, I'm doing Zoom meetings. I go, you're doing 63 hour Zoom meetings. He's like, yep. I go, how's that going? He goes, pretty tough on the instructors. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I go, so you're having people log in. I go, can you see their faces and hear them and stuff? He's like, oh, yeah, you got you to gotta mute them. He said, he goes, he goes, yeah, we had a thing where there was like an incident. You know, first it was a cat, and then we had like a domestic dispute. I'm like, dude, you, you just, you know, I don't want to watch other people <laughs> beat the crap out of each other in their house, you know, on film or whatever while they're getting a real estate license. And um, so I was just like, dude, I personally – like the joy I get out of it is this, like meeting people, sharing ideas, sharing just humanity. Um, and, and I like that. And the idea that I'm going to sit personally or hire somebody to sit on this computer. All right. Everybody logged in. All right. It's 829. We're about to start. And here's the thing at that. I mean, I've been on a 45 minute call and, and at the end of that Zoom thing at 45 minutes, I'm done. I mean, it's done. You're not like, oh, I wish that would have gone another seven hours. Right. <laughs> I, you know? I, so now I'm sitting on my computer. I got to do this now. Sit there on my, all right, it's lunch break, everybody. I'll see you back at one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just didn't, I don't want to do it. Right. So as soon as I reached that conclusion, I'm like, I got to find a, a platform. So I went and, and found, I just did it. There's all these learning management, the, the LMSs, you know, learning management systems. And I found Thinkific. And they're just phenomenal. And so I just, I just took two months and just took all my PowerPoints and put them up there, make these audio, teaching it as though I was in the class. And so people can just point, click through and, you know, go through it and pass their exam. The, 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 the platform literally issues you your certificate of completion. I printed one off, brought it to Pearson View. I said, we good? They're like, oh, that one's beautiful. It's really nice. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, are we missing anything? She's like, nah. she's like, put your phone number on there just in case we want to call you for anything. So, so I just created that platform and just launched it. And people, you know, I, I, I get one every two days or every day or something like a few people here and there, you right. know, just kind of go in and, and check it out. So, so yeah. 
I don't remember what your question was anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the, uh, but but uh, uh, yeah, it was what am I doing? So I'm doing that, and you know, I've got a physical facility in um, off College Parkway, beautiful area of Fort Myers. You know, that's that, that that College Parkway area. That's where all the you know that's where Morgan and Morgan are. Yeah. You know, they're for the people, um, which means, by the way, against insurance companies <laughs> is what that means. Uh, but it's right right across. Uh, uh, it's like Summerlin and, uh, from Morgan and Morgan. And, and you know the FSU is over there. It's just a beautiful facility, and um, so I'm going to use that for live licensing starting in August. And then post and CE. My idea for that right now is really I started getting phone calls uh, from brokers that are saying, you know, we want to offer in-house concierge, nice, you know, be able to offer people uh, a, a chance to do their training here in our facility. That way, we know for sure that it's clean, it's disinfected. Nobody's got. You don't have to drive to wherever some other school is on their schedule. And so I had a few calls from that, um, just from them asking me for it. And I'm going, well, if there's two of them asking me for it, I bet there's a thousand of them that might like this. So I just posted on my website, just, you know, we'll come to you for a couple days, do your 14 hour CE, or we'll do a week and do do your post licensing for sales associates or brokers. That's genius. Yeah. So that's pretty much that. Well, uh, tell us about your team, man. I see, yeah. I, I see you have an investment coach for um, Robert Kiyosaki, an yeah. international real estate investment trainer with over 30 years of being an investor. You also have a well-known top 1% producing agent and coach, yeah. an international luxury broker, a yeah. renovation and flip expert with over 20 years of experience, and a branch manager for one of the biggest mortgage companies in Southwest Florida. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about yeah, it? Yeah, man. So Tommy Senator. Um, I met him, so I was over at Larson, and I, it was like 2015, and uh, I was re- recruiting instructors. So when I first came down here, there was n- they had some instructors, but they had a huge shortage. It was very, they were very product heavy and very light on just qualified instructors. You know, you got to get an instructor license. Well, that's not that easy. Right. One of your questions I saw in here was, how do you get an instructor license? And the answer is, pass the broker exam. It, well, they call it the instructor uh, a licensing exam at Pearson View, mm-hmm. but it's really very similar to the broker exam. Gotcha. So okay. they make you pass br- at broker level to be an instructor, which gotcha. actually makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my experience, I've, I've had people tell me, yeah, it's the same. It's exactly the same as broker, but I don't believe that. My experience has been there's about 10 questions that are unique to the instructor uh, licensing exam. So but anyway, uh, so they were short on its instructors. So I was holding recruiting events and, and bringing people in and auditioning them. And so I would come and be like, hey, here's what it's like to be an instructor in real estate. And, you, you know, here's what we pay. And here's the schedule. And it's an awesome part-time job and all that stuff. And uh, I had, uh, <laughs> I remember it because there's a guy that came in and he told me he was a stand-up comedian. And I was like, well, do you have a real estate license? He's like, no. I'm like, well, it's going to be tough to be qualified to teach this stuff then, isn't it? (laughs) And uh, he's like, but I'm funny. He's like, you're looking for funny people, right? I'm like, yeah, kind of looking for funny people who might know anything about what they're talking about would help. (laughs) And the guy had like a red T-shirt on, backwards cap, and sandals, and was not quite dressed for the part. For the part. And but he kept kind of interrupting me during my presentation, and and there was a woman, uh, elderly, uh, a woman next next to him who just kept laughing about whatever he said. And afterwards, he's like, "Yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian." And the woman, cause she's like, she's like, "Well, I'm his mother, and I go to all of his stand-up comedy shows." I'm like, "Okay, so the one person in the room laughing at him was his elderly mother." <laughs> And uh, I, uh, needless to say, I didn't hire that guy, nor did I audition him. He didn't seem quite like he was up for it. <laughs> did but you at least tell him to tell you a joke? 
I, I, he had been telling jokes the whole time. I, I had had enough of the jokes. <laughs> you know, um, so you want to go see him at the comedy club? No, nah, it's a fine art, you know, stand-up comedy. And uh, and believe me, I love one, one of my favorite things in the world is stand-up comedy. And this guy just didn't quite didn't quite. Um, Do there has to be some familiarity with what you're saying, or it's not funny. Right. And it was pretty rough. <laughs> Um, so, but anyway, I, so I, I kind of cleared through that, you know, chaos. And now here's this guy uh, standing there with the biggest smile on his face I've ever seen. He just looked absolutely elated. And he's wearing a tie. He's wearing a suit, totally put together. And he says, do you have a minute for me? I said, absolutely, I do. And he still kind of stood around. He stood back and he waited for everybody to kind of ask questions and kind of slowly make their way. Think of any seminar event, right? There's 20 minutes afterwards, people, whatever they're doing, and, they, and then they, they finally leave. So now it's just me and him. I'm like, what's up? He's like, he's like, well, um, do you, can I audition? I'm like, well, yeah, just sign up on the. Da, 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 da. He goes, no, no, no. I mean, right now. Do you have, do you have time right now? Now I had just finished telling them that they can audition in the next week. They should prepare this kind of material, um, and whatever their audition is, that's their six-month audition. If they don't get hired, like get back to me in six months after you do the. I'll give you notes, right? And then if you, you know, come back to me and let me know which how, what you learned from these notes, and then we'll audition you again. I just gone through that, so mm -hmm. I just said to him, I go, I go, well, this is your uh, this is your audition. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I go, so you want to audition right now? He goes, yeah. So this was Tommy. I, I go, so what's your name? He goes, I'm Tommy Senator. I said, okay. I said, do me a favor. Give me a brief introduction to yourself. And then, uh, and then I go, what are you going to talk about? He goes, I don't know. You tell me. Gee. <laughs> I go, okay. So, so he introduces himself, right? He's like, well, 30 years investor. I flip houses in North Fort Myers and Cape Coral. I buy these tax lien properties. I, buy, I, I wrote a half dozen books about tax liens. I went to Singapore uh, with Robert Kiyosaki in his private jet, and we're doing seminar, and I come, you know, with them sell, selling DVDs and investment thing. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 okay. All right, so I, I go, that's enough. Like, I had to cut the guy off, right? After three minutes introducing himself, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I got, I, got, I got to figure out what to do with this guy. And he goes, okay, well, so now what am I going to talk about? I go, I, dude, explain to me uh, the difference between um, like health insurance and title insurance. He's like, oh, okay. He just gets on the board. He's like, well, health insurance. No, he's teaching me about Like, I didn't know about health. He's teaching me, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Like, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's how health insurance works. <laughs> and then he goes into the title insurance. So I'm like, okay. So then I'm, he had introduced himself with taxes. So I go, I go all right, well, um, how are property taxes in Lee County, you know, dictated by the whatever I said? And he's like, okay, well, Lee County property, he's like, you know, he's like, they do, they, they do a mass appraisal. The mass appraisal does this, and they take out exempted properties and immune properties, and they take out homestead exemptions, and they take a mill rate, take the, you know, and you get a $25,000 thing for, you know, city and county budget, another 25000 for the school budget. And he, He's like, I mean, there's a $500 thing if you're blind and $5,000 thing if you're a qualified <laughs> veteran. I'm like, D he's talking about stuff that's in, in course one. Right. I mean, he's talking about stuff in the course one that's in his head. I'm like, I mean, I don't know what to tell. I'm like, what am I? I can't even tell him. It's, it, I was embarrassed to even tell him he was hired. You know, I'm like, I got to figure out what, the, what, a, what am I going to do with this guy? You're you right. know, um, and as it turned out, the best place for Tommy was investment uh, content, you know. Um, and uh, so I like him in licensing classes, but I like him even more in like, so, so brokers can do investment pros licensing. So I, I've, got a, I've got a certification. We're talking about certifications, if they're valid or not before, but I've got a CIS, Certified Investment, investment Specialist Certification, 
where if you're a broker and you do your 30 hours of post, regular class, you do your other 30 hours, and it's really a couple of days of, of investment certification, and, and at the end of it, you get a thing that now you can you know, put on your business card and say, I'm a certified investment specialist, and you got your post licensing done. Right. You know, so some brokers, they'll do their 60 hours of, of post licensing at you know, the Realtor Association, they'll get a GRI. Right. Well, you can do it with me and get a CIS, all right? right. So that's, that's Tommy's baby. You know, that's, that's, I, I had a version of that that I wrote for, for Larson, and I, I'm, I'm writing my own version of it now with the certification. Uh, and so that's, you know, um, that, that's a Tommy Senator kind of a thing. You know, get in there and talk to people about, you know, I'll write it. Right. But rate it basically as a script that's designed for Tommy, you know, as right. a way, a, a platform for him to be able to have real conversations with people about, you know, I've been buying and selling and flipping houses for 30 years. Here's what you don't do. Right. Here's what you do, you know, and it's not a, it's not a, I mean, he, he, he texts, I mean, I didn't get a text today, but every week I get, at least once a week, I get a text from this guy showing me how, he's, he's got to be in his 60s, I, I know he's in his 60s, I mean, he doesn't trust anybody else to put the floors in, right. I mean, you know, he'll go buy something, ta a tax lien property for 15000 and he'll go and rip it to shreds and start over, and three months later, he sells it for 100000 or he rents it out until he hits the, you know, the one-year mark where you can do a 1031 exchange. Right, so you're not paying capital gains tax, uh, and then uh, and then he sells them. So I mean, this this is not, y y you know, this is not like oh, let me tell you how to do something I've never done before. The guy right. never stops. He keeps going. He never he doesn't know any other life to the point where he won't let somebody unless it's his wife. She'll do it, but he won't let anybody put in the kitchen. Guy's in his 60s. I'm like, dude, get a, somebody in here with a hammer and let him do it. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. They're, they're, they're lazy. They're going to overcharge me. They're gonna, he just, it just doesn't make sense to him. So, so that's, 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 that's Tommy. Yeah, you know? I remember he, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy's, Tommy's good people. You know? And then you got uh, real estate Jake. Jake Stoutenberg. So, so Jake, um, now he is going to listen to this, and he's going to have to correct me. I, I can't remember if it was 04 or 05. But I believe it was, it was, I know it was, it was warm. Um, so I, and I think it was 05, the summer of 05. Uh, and I was working for Kaplan Professional Schools right across the street from the Mall of America in Bloomington. And it was an evening class. And I know it was an evening class because I was lights out selling real estate all day long. And I was, I was just doing like part-time evening classes. And, um, uh, so what I was doing is even then, I mean, that was, so that was 2005. I mean, we would do an evening class and we would have 40, 50 people in a room, like not giant, you know what I mean? Right. Crammed in. And, uh, he sat in the far left corner as close to the back door as you can get. And I usually think that's this, either the smartest person or the biggest smart aleck person. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's like, that's, that's where I'd be sitting close to the door so I can escape if this class sucks. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> it's usually somebody with their arms crossed and leaning back, something like that. So, so, you know, um, I learned to evaluate the room front row. You know, maybe less confidence, very social. They want to talk to the instructor. Middle rows, they want to meet each other, kind of, and, you know, cross-pollinate, you know, whatever. Where are you going to put your license, you know, whatever. <laughs> and in the back rows, they got some of the license already. You know, they've already got a mortgage license. Right. Or they're just, they, that's the, 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 the smart money's in the back of the room because you, you don't have to have anything to do with it. You can hide, your, you know, whatever else you're doing. You can get up and run away when the instructor turns their back for a second, right? Uh, so anyway, so Jack, Jake's in the far back corner, as far away from me as he could get. <laughs> and, 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 you know, these, these rooms, often they look like people are getting on an airplane. They, you know, they look like you're at the airport, which, right. which looks like a slumber party. I mean, it looks like it's pajamas, right? And this guy's wearing a shirt and tie. 
And I was making everybody introduce themselves. What are you doing here? Why do you want to get a license? You know, so we go through the thing. I don't remember anything about any of that, but I do remember Jake because he stood up in the back corner and he stands up and he goes, hey, he goes, Mr. Larson. I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm Mr. <laughs> I'm Mr. Larson now. I like that, you know. And he says, Mr. Larson, he says, I'm real estate Jake uh, and I am here to take over the Bemidji real estate market. Now, if you don't know where Bemidji is, it's northern Minnesota, Canada. Dude, I think it's, 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 it's cold up there. Right. And you're, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, that, that is not a big market, but, but he says, I'm real estate, he stands up, he says, I'm real estate Jake, and I'm, I'm here to take, I'm going to take over the Bemidji real estate market. And he just stood there staring at me, and I kind of stared back at him, his face turned kind of flush red. I don't know if you, anybody knows Jake uh, Stoutenberg, his, his face turned red every once in a while. And I just looked at him, and he's kind of like, huh? You know, he's like, huh? Like, what do, you, what do you think now, right? And I just go, I go, you're real estate Jake. He goes, yes, I am. I go, you know there's a licensing class on the first night, right? He goes, yeah. I go, I go, I go, this is a class for people who don't have a license at all, right? He's like, yeah. I go, do you have a real estate license? He goes, no, it's my first day. Oh boy. And I go, and you're real estate Jake? He goes, yeah. I go, I believe you. <laughs> I go, I believe you. Dude, I believe you. <laughs> and guess what he did? He got that license and went up to Bemidji and like he was doing 90% of the transactions in Bemidji. Wow. wow. 90%. He took over that market as a salesperson. Up there they call it a salesperson. Um, and he just took over that market. And, you know, he would contact me every once in a while. He was one of those people kind of coming out of my life. I'd see him in a CE class a few years later and whatever. Well, it was, I have no idea the year, but I'm guessing it was about 2014, 15. Um, and now I'm in a much bigger room here in Fort Myers, far left back corner, going through people introduce themselves. Why are you getting a license? Here's real estate Jake. He's like, hey, I'm real estate Jake. I took over the Bemidji market. And now I'm going to fly helicopters over Sanibel Island. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just a larger than life kind of guy. Stop, just stop the room. I'm like, all right, well, I believed you last time and you proved me right and I got to believe you this time. Well, <laughs> how long was it before he's all over the place flying yeah. helicopters over Sanibel Island? So, yeah. So that's real estate, Jake. I, I, I love having him around. You know, he's, he's somebody, it's funny. Um, wherever I go, people ask me, uh, you know, where's real? It's, it's kind of like, I, I told you guys I was doing uh, a summer stock uh, theater and I, with a guy named Ron Palillo who was in Horse, horse Shack and Welcome Back, guy, guy passed away now, but he was Horse Shack and Welcome Back Cutter. I literally watched him, uh, you know, go into bars in, in rural Wisconsin and people would be like, hey, where's, where's uh, John Travolta? He'd be like, you know, here's a poor guy. He hasn't, hasn't been famous since the 70s from a sitcom. You know, where's John Travolta? He doesn't know where John Travolta is. He's in the middle of Wisconsin. John Travolta, you know, owns an airplane. You know, it's not the same world. But people everywhere would be like, where's John Travolta? How's Well, I feel a little bit like Ron Palillo in the story. Everywhere I go, people are like, where's, G where's Jake? People are always asking me, hey, where's Jake? You know, where's real estate Jake? So I, I, I like knowing exactly where real estate Jake is because real estate Jake is always selling 20, 30, 40 properties at a time. So yeah, He's killing the market yeah, up there. From the, dude, the dude, the, the thing is, you know, he's funny because cause he tells me, he goes, you know why I'm real estate Jake? Because it makes everybody else mad because they want to be real estate somebody, but I'm already real estate Jake because I invented it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you argue with that kind of logic you know it's kind of like elvis is the king of rock because he decided or something you know yeah. what i mean
He created, a, he created his niche. It's like a one. It's like Madonna. You don't need a last name, right? Yep. It's like you just proclaim it. You know. He created his niche and he owned it. You know the thing I like about about that concept, though, more broadly to the, your your uh, you know your agents out there is is you can do the same thing with a, with a uh, a farm. You know, I tell people, I go, this is one of the smartest things I ever learned. Was was you know you can farm a community by, by now you can't name uh, these communities that are named. But like up in Cape Coral, oh, I mean, there's wide open spaces all over the place. Nobody, you know, you drive through a community and there's 20 different signs selling 20 properties. That is the Wild West. Right. Nobody's got that spot. If every sign is somebody different, farm it. Right. You know, get in there and farm it. And here's how you do it. You name the community. You name. The, so, so up in Minnesota, I did this. I was in Plymouth, Minnesota, and uh, there's a place called Parker's Lake. Well, anybody in Plymouth area, they know Parker's Lake. So I just told people they were in the Parker's Lake community, and I told them I was the agent for that community. So anybody can be real, quote, unquote, real estate Jake by, by naming a community and proclaiming to that community that, that you're the agent for that community. And I know for sure the agent for the community because you just made it up yourself. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, so that's, that's, a, that's a type of farming. If you're in it for the long haul, which you should be, you know, if you've got 6, 12 months, to, to build something like that, that's the same exact concept. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. That's actually really good advice. Yeah, yeah. Name a kid. So I just told them they were in the, the it was, it was uh, so they were in Plymouth. I just told them they were in the Parker's Lake Plymouth community. And then I didn't, you know, it didn't cost me anything. Right. Go to an open house, go, go show, whatever. Here's a flyer for your community that you're going to buy in or sell in. You know, and then they're like, oh, I guess Dan's the guy for this community. You know, how could they? How could I be wrong? The community didn't exist until I said it did. <laughs> <laughs> you can't prove me wrong, man. You know, so that's that's Jake anyway. Uh, then we got uh, we got Dirk. So Dirk Dirk is uh, German. So Dirk, what I learned from Dirk, I didn't know this before, is that. Um, that, so Dirk was an actor too. He came from the same world as me. He was he was in well, I don't know where Berlin. He was doing um, uh, so he used to do soap operas, German soap operas, and then he moved here to Naples. Now I don't know the I don't know why he moved here. Whatever <laughs> he just had this idea that like this American kind of of life, and he ended up getting his his broker's license and opening um, his international real estate company. And one thing I've learned I didn't know. Uh, from him is there's a lot of Germans around here, a lot of Germans. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt when I moved out to Cape Coral with my fiance, I found like we're going to these restaurants, just any, not a German restaurant, like just a breakfast buffet, and half the people are from Germany. Right. I, I, and so I ask him, I'd be like, you know, hey, you know, why, why are you in, you know, uh, uh, Cape, the jungles of Cape Coral right now? They're like, oh, everybody in Germany, you know, everybody in Germany knows Cape Coral. I'm like. Why? Why Cape? Why, why Cape Coral? Like why? And they don't know the answer. It's just somehow, Germans got this idea that Cape Coral was just this the thing. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it goes back to you know when the brothers in the 1950s were selling that you know swampland, you know Florida swampland, Cape. You know the, the whole thing was the canals up there. Right. We're gonna dig these canals. You know, and people in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin are gonna come buy in these canals in the 1950s. So I don't know if it's tied to an old marketing thing. Uh, but anyway, um, I, uh, Dirk has made a just an incredible career uh, doing this international thing between Germany and and Naples. So so now he's really, really bringing them in. He's yeah, yeah, the yeah. Alive. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's Dirk. And then I got Tara. 
uh, and Tara Olson is um, she's somebody that you know she was with Redfin for a long time. She was like a, an employee, and she I met her over at Larson Educational Services, and I trained her in and went and took her through the whole process, and she could just never do it because she had this job, you know, for Redfin. Now, so Redfin, but they they I don't know what their model is or will be going forward, but what their model has been is get your real estate license and you're hired you know, 40 hours a week. And so she didn't have the, the schedule flexibility that a lot of agents have as independent contractors. Uh, and so we just never did it. Well, now she's got a broker's license. So I'm like, awesome. I'm bringing her right on right, right now. Cause she's, she's for her brokerage. She's a, uh, the, I can't remember, but like the director of, of coaching and training for technology and all this. She's just as smart as she could be. You know, she's awesome. She does, and she's a triathlete, all kinds of athlete. You know, she rides bike and does all these things. And she does flip rehab stuff just like Tommy. Right. Um, and so she's, I, I'm really, really uh, happy about having her on the team. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, who else do I got? There's got to be somebody I'm missing. Mortgage. Oh, George. Yeah. George. So here's the pro dude. You're gonna. I'm gonna have to like write out his name because I swear it's ver, ver, ver. I can't do it. And I told him this. I'm like, dude, you're George V. I just. It's too <laughs> many syllables. I just can't do it. It's H's and uh, have you seen it in K's? And I, I saw. Yeah. I can't do it. Yes. Tell me. Oh, I have to. I'd have to Google yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't don't Google it. Uh, but it's uh, but but George is, is the uh, manager for a really big uh, um, uh, mortgage company uh, in in my same facility in in uh, in Fort Myers uh, on College Parkway and uh, George has been the branch manager there for ten years so I'm sure you guys are at least in an ancillary way aware of how the mortgage industry has some turnover you know yeah. uh, there's those those people they they get a mortgage license and man. You know, if, they, if you can't close a mortgage deal within three, four months, a lot of those people, they fall out really pretty fast. Um, yeah, we give, them a, we give them a hard time over uh, where we're from. We it's, said, it's, it's funny. You just see their social media changing. We're with this mortgage company now. We're with this yeah, one. It's like, oh, switching man, companies. I just, got, I just got comfortable with the company you're at. Now. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot what of switching. Do do? Even, do I... even the ones like you, you throw them some deals and you think they must be doing okay. And then they still you find out they switch companies. It's, yeah. like, it's like, man. If, if real estate wasn't dog eat dog, that, that company, I mean, we, we joke about it. Like I said, we give them a hard time. And like, man, how many cups of coffee can we go out for you know they, they stalk us around the <laughs> well, office well that's what they get taught to do is to to you know to to sell to you know so the realtors are selling to the buyers and sellers and and the uh, the lenders are selling to the realtors you know right. send your business to me um you know it's it's a little bit the it's not quite the same but you know if you peel back the layers of of this industry you've got you know if all of us are realtors and we're all members of, we'll just say, Nabor. We're all on the same MLS, aren't we? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. We've all got the same inventory. We've all got the same access to the same inventory. In the sa now, there seems to be in the consumer's mind distinctions where it's like, okay, yeah, but Keller Williams has a super awesome red sign, right? So my, maybe my buyer will recognize that versus a smaller little niche thing, and maybe you know what I mean. Right. So, so there, there, you, there is brand name recognition. Well, with mortgage, I think that that's a little tough because because you know you got your mortgage through Wells Fargo. You know you got your mortgage through U.S. Bank. I think it's a lot tougher to know where you got your mortgage through if it's a mortgage broker um, and just that brand name recognition. Um, and uh, so anyway, my point of all that is that George has been the branch manager at this office for the last decade. Um, and so that, that tells me or anybody all they need to know. Is that she's... You know, she's and, and people show up there... Um, and I just love it because they're younger than me, um, which makes me feel like I just keep getting older, but I guess that's the deal. Um, but they're, they're in their 20s and 30s, and they all show up in suits and ties, 
and and they they bring people in now sometimes they're wearing masks these days but they bring people in they meet with them they're not email now i'm sure they are to some degree but they're not only emailing out loan estimates and closing disclosures um and because uh, i see them they, they meet with these people they talk to them um and just they're the people showing up at 8 30 in the morning and leaving at five at night and I, I, I locked up on the weekend you can't come in and work there on the weekends and just i have now this is subjective i haven't seen every mortgage company but personally i've never seen a mortgage company like this it's like the old like the old the banker thing it's right. like we run of this like a bank and i really just vibe with that i i just respect that because it's so hard to do it's so you know, people think it's so great to, to be an entrepreneur and create your own thing. Uh, and, and it's really easy as an employee to complain about something that already exists. That's easy to do. Right. It's very easy. Like, oh, my job and my boss and this corporate blah, blah, blah. Well, then you become an entrepreneur. You go off on your own and you don't have anything like that that exists at all. Now, you have to invent it or it doesn't exist. Right. Well, that's a lot harder. <laughs> right. It's kind of like the difference between being an editor and a writer. So a lot of people can edit a book. Right. Oh, this isn't that comma's in the wrong spot. That's not that hard. I can do that. I can find that on Twitter all day long. But to write a 600 page book, not many people do it. A lot of people talk about it. Right. It's hard to do. Let me I'm telling you, it's hard to do. And 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 so it's the same kind of thing that what I'm telling you is that means that that's self-imposed and that's self-imposed imposed by George as the branch manager of that company. Right. Um, so. I've got him on board so that he, he can talk to, you know, my, um, my stu our students, you know, the licensees about what's going on in the mortgage industry. That's good. You know, so, so he's, he's a direct feed into what, you know, because they'll do, it's refi, uh, um, they've got construction contracts, you know, new construction, they've got, they've got, obviously they do purchase mortgages, so they've got a broad you know, idea of what's going on in the market. And that kind of actually ties into my next question, uh, question which is, um, you know, there's a lot of real estate schools, as we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, that, uh, you know, they're teaching you everything to pass the class yeah. um, and to pass the exam, but there's not a whole lot of real life, uh, you know, and in fact, we, we they kind of joke about it in, in a lot of the schools, at least the ones I gone, have been through, which is, you know, hey, we're just here to help you guys pass the exam. Um, other than that, you pretty much, once you do that and you get your license, uh, you, you won't need to know anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, you won't use 99% of this yeah. stuff yeah, in the yeah, real yeah. world scenario. So yeah. I guess my question is, in your curriculum, is there anything that will... Um, that will help set agents up for success in the real world scenarios yeah. uh, and, and offer them some perspective on things that uh, that are outside of the classroom that they really will be dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got a couple parts to that answer. First of all, and I said that myself earlier in, in, in this conversation, but, but it's not really true. Now, is there a pragmatic reason that you need to know how many acres are in a quarter of a quarter of a quarter of a section? The answer is no. But I do have to spend 20 minutes getting you to understand it so you can pass the test. Right. There's, there's no way around right. that. Now, now j just bigger, 10,000-foot 10, view of this. Um, the ability to answer multiple-choice questions has over and over and over and over again proven to have no correlation whatsoever with success in an industry. Mm -hmm. There's no correlation at all. But that's still the way they do it. Right. It's still the way they do it, you know, and until they come up with a different way, I'm going to implement it the way they tell me as a licensed school that I'm going to do it. Right. right. So so that's part of the answer. Another part of the answer is if if I just said to your average agent, if you're an agent, if you're an agent right now, and if I just said to you, OK, so I've got a hundred foot lot by a hundred foot lot um, and I've got a 10 foot setback. Uh, what's the buildable acreage? 
how long would it take? So what's the answer? So, so I'm going to pretend I'm on my calculator, but I'm actually on Google trying to figure out what a setback is maybe, <laughs> right? And then I got to figure out what, what's the structure for the answer to this question. And so, okay, so what's 100 times 100, right? The setback is, is 10 feet, so that's now 100 times 90. So 100 times 90, what, what is that? 9,000 square feet. Um, and then now what am I supposed to do? That, that, that's actually, that would actually be intellectually going pretty far with it. But if you don't know that there's 43,560 square, square feet, feet in an acre, acre, you can't answer exactly. that question to your $3 million uh, uh, listing uh, appointment. You say, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Okay. So, so there are things in there. You know, the, 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 if you know there's 43,560 square feet in an acre, if you know that that, um, that easement over there, is in a pertinent easement because and because a pertinence is that means it runs with the land and you know that that means that it's going to transfer when this property sells and you know for sure based on florida law that because that easement is a pertinent meaning going with the neighbor's land and your land that you know for sure that that title company is going to transfer over that easement instead of going duh i don't know right there's a better answer than duh i don't know and a better answer than i you know um i do know but i'm going to tell you later so there are practical things that, that can be put into a licensing curriculum. But, it, it, you know, it does kind of demand the, the, the client decide to figure that out on their own. You know, you're, you're it, this subjective reality, right? So you're, you're taking a class with me and so are you. You're going to take it based on who you are, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to take it based on who I am. You're going to take a class with me based on who I am, but you're also going to take it based on who you are. Now, he might be somebody going, you know what? All I want to do is pass this test. I don't care about anything else. I'll figure it out later. But if, if you decide that you want to be able to answer questions about acreage, you're going to in a licensing class if it's organized well. Right. So that's kind of part of my answer. But the other part of the answer is, is, you know, a lot of these states require a course two, a course three before you even get licensed. In Florida, it's just the law. Right. It's just the law. Why is it? It's because they're Florida and they decided. It's, this, it's, it's, you know, Chapter 475, licensing statutes. You get your license and then you do your post 45. So when you come back to me for post 45, man, I mean, now the gloves are kind of off. You pass your exam. You do have to pass an exam at the end of post, post licensing course, but it's only an in school. It's a school exam. Right, right. If I can't get you to pass my own exam, <clears throat> that's my problem. You know what I mean? So, so you can use that class to do more practical conversations. You still got to, just like any renewal, you got to do, do three hours of core law, three hours of ethics. That's in the post, but then now you've got another almost 40 hours to, to talk about, you know, pragmatic, how am I going to build my business? Really? Now, now, my perspective on this, I'll tell you what, you can take um, post-licensing, uh, forget that for a second, so you can take a continuing ed class all over this state and all over this country where somebody, what they do is use it as a bully pulpit to explain how you should be like me. I've seen that. I've seen that done with companies I've been a part of. Uh, I've seen it done as a student. I've seen it done more often than not. The, 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 I'll say, median or average presentation that is required, the people that are presenting it tend to have a personality of, oh, well, this is my microphone, and I own it, and I'm going to eat this microphone, and you have to sit here and deal with it, and so I'm going to tell you who you're supposed to be. I've seen that over and over and over again. I've seen it all over the state. Uh, and it's like, well, you know, the only way to be in this business is to make 100 phone calls every morning. Right. Mm -hmm. And you go up on the break, you're like, how do you know that? Well, that's what I do. 
okay. So, 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 well, that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, people, oh, okay, I'm going to be like you. Oh, it sucks. I quit. I hate this business. <laughs> right. Because what, what business do I... I've never understood what business somebody has telling somebody else who to be. I've never understood that. My entire life, even as a kid, I never understood how somebody thinks they've got the right to tell you who to be. I think that's crazy. It's, it's, it's human insanity right. that I'm going to tell you, oh, well, here's what you should do. What do you know about what I should do? Or I, I know what you should do. So my whole perspective on, on post-licensing and CE comes from that philosophy. I believe that in my heart. I believe that in my soul that I'm right about that. Right. I believe that that's right to go to people and say, look, you need to have, I can help. Education means getting more information and using that information to make your life better, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so what I'm going to do is create a, a situation where you've got parameters that are based on, that, now that part is about me. You, that's the product you're buying, right? It's based on my knowledge and experience and the fact that I've made a thousand more mistakes than you ever have or ever could because I've been doing this 20 years longer than you, right? right? And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create uh, uh, um, intellectual parameters for you within which to figure out more about yourself and who you are and use that information to make smarter decisions about your business. So this conclusionary thinking to me is so lazy and so mediocre. And I see it all over, oh, okay, three hour class. And I come in and I go, hey, yeah, well, you know, in my office, you should do, even, and I told, I told you one way to do, to do a, a farming, you know, you, you name the, the, the neighborhood, but I don't have any business telling you that that's what you should do. Right. I just know that that works for me. Now, now, if you want to do farming, there's a lot of ways to do farming. That's one of them. Mm -hmm. You need to find, and I think this is just life. Forget about the licenses. In life, you need to find something that you like doing something about it, even when it just sucks. Because mm -hmm. every single thing you're going to do for a living is going to suck. Because you can't do anything 50 hours a week and the whole time you're like, yay, we. It's <laughs> <is> fun. <laughs> you know, people go, I'm going to get my real estate license because I'm going to make a million dollars while I'm golfing. It's like, just, I don't know, figure out something to do with your life. I don't know what you should do, but you're not going to make a million dollars while you're golfing. You know, you can do that in 10 years from now once you are the listing agent for all of these properties in this golf course community. But there's somebody else already doing that if that's a good idea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you got to work your way through that. So, so my, my whole perspective on it is just like, look, here's, po here's a post-licensing class. We've got 45 hours and we've got this time frame to be able to say, um, you know, build a business plan and a mission statement for yourself. Figure out what our tactic, you know. Um, I one I one time I said I said in a class this is years ago but but I said I said you know what door knocking just I learned this lesson over and over again if you give people the opportunity to to teach you this lesson that I'm saying they will teach you over and over again because I said in class I go you know door knocking I tell you it just kind of sucks you know it's here's a door knocking some dude raised his hand kid he looked like a kid he looked like he was 16 years old I'm like hey you know you got to be 18 to get a license right he's like <laughs> yeah I'm 19 I'm like okay he goes I love door knocking I go yeah why. He spent two minutes explaining to me how he moved to L.A., he was homeless, living in his car, and he ended up taking the dirt and putting it on people's thing and then vacuum it up, and he ended up like the CEO of the company, and he bought this half a million dollar house in Naples, you know, because he went door knocking. Right. So what the hell do I know about door knocking, right? <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. It, uh, somebody who's successful at something is going to like it. You ever hear the, the, the concept of like you, the athlete doesn't pick the sport. The sport picks them mm -hmm. based on their body type and their psychology and like all of these things, right? It picks them. Um, and so, you know, look at, look at Michael Jordan even. He tried to pick baseball. 
basketball already had picked him, right. and that was clear in spring training, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so um, anyway, so here's this guy, and he explains. I asked him, I said, so how do you... How do you door knock? Because you certainly know how to do it better than I do. He's like, well, here's the thing, and here's the spirit. And most people in the room are like, screw it, let him do it. I'm not going to do that. Right. You know? It's like, okay, so tell you what, that guy right there, you're right. You should door knock because you figured that out for yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I can help you figure out what might work better for you about door knocking because I maybe have done it more in the, real, in the realm of real estate, but you're really going to be the person to figure that out. That's right. So that's what I love. Kind that, of to each his own kind of. That's it, that to me is empowering people to make this world better mm-hmm. for themselves, for their own little habitat, but also in general. And that's, that I just believe that that's kind of part of my you know, purpose. Give, building them up and, and giving them something to take away and implement and make themselves stronger in the field. There's people who love to cold call and there's people who hate cold call. Oh, yeah. I've never cold called. I've never cold called Me anybody. Either. I've either. never cold called. But I'll tell you what, though. I was, I ended up after a couple of years in doing, uh, having that, that uh, Parker's Lake community in Plymouth, Minnesota, calling people who had expired and I didn't even feel like it was a cold call. I kind of almost felt like, well, why did you list it with somebody who wasn't me anyway? Because this is my... <laughs> You know what I mean? It, that was a warm call. I'm like, they, like you're, you're ridiculous. Like, like you listed it with them instead of me. Now I mean, that you tapped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I do for you? Right, right, right. But now, but I can go to them and be like, look, this is the Parker's like community. I'm the agent for the community. It's it's all a, it, it's all feedback, right? It's right. just like it all feeds it, it all yep. feeds itself. Uh, and so I didn't feel like that was a cold call at all. I'm like, why'd you expire? I mean, I know why you expired. You went with an agent that's not from this community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, everybody's got their niche of what makes them good at real estate. Me. Yeah. I'm not a cold caller. Yeah. I, I feel like a telemarketer every time I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't get into this to be yeah. necessarily a telemarketer. Right, and that's your truth. And and who in the world, here's the thing. If I stood in front of you in a required CE class and you don't know me at all, and I explain to you why you should cold call for a living, you will sit there the entire time going, well, this guy's full of crap. Yeah. You're, you're, you either will in your brain or literally argue to me and explain to me why I'm wrong. So that conclusionary thinking to me is selfish on behalf of any educator or presenter. Um, and, and it's just, it, to, to me, it just hasn't been thought through well enough. And it's like, oh, well, this is easy. I'm a trainer. I'm going to tell them to do what I do. It's mm-hmm. like, no, that, that, that's, that's laziness. Yeah. You know, um, harder is figuring out how to structure things so that anybody in a room can get value out of it for themselves. That's we, not so easy. We interviewed an agent. Um, I can't remember how many interviews it was ago, maybe three or four, Derek. And he was he was saying that, you know, he was getting ready to quit real estate because mm. he felt he felt that grind of the the cold calling, um, doing all that kind of stuff, right? And he's like, Man, I, I wanna do I want I wanna get into real estate and do something fun with it, right? Yeah. So, and so he started creating funny videos of his listings. Like he had one where he was like in a kimono and he's like if you're a baller on a budget video. I know who you're talking about because I've seen him. I've seen his Instagram. Hilarious, Somebody right? told me about it. It's hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. And he goes he goes under contract with all these. He'll put up a video and a week later, boom, under contract. That one's closing yeah, this under, week. Actually, yeah. I just saw that. Yeah, he, it's, but now he's it's doing, hilarious. But he's starting to do them even more so now for the real estate agent, which is even funnier because it's, it's hilarious. Some of the stuff I'm like, man, maybe you shouldn't post that. <laughs> well, that. There is a certain, you know, I did, I did one, I did one a couple of weeks ago where I did like this COVID man thing where I, I put, whoops, I, I put on, a, I put on a mask and I'm like, I'm going to get my real estate license by doing a $70 class online. And I'm like, well, that's, I, take off the mask. I don't think that's going to work, sir. It's, I mean, it's me. Right. Um, and uh, it's embarrassing. It's incredible. I'm like, I can't post this. People are going to think I'm a moron. Uh, you know, I, I yeah. built this business. I built this school. I, I spent all this time creating all this curriculum. And now I'm going to risk it by being a moron for 30 seconds. But you know what? I thought, 
who cares? Nobody cares. Yeah. You know, um, you got to be yourself. Yeah. And he found yeah. his niche and he's having more fun with real See, estate than he's ever had before. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's, you can't, you, you can't, you know, so here, here's, I, I, I even had this time for me cause I started doing, I do stand up comedy sometimes. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'll, oh, I've been over at like the laughing, um, and the comedy cafe and like I do, I'm doing one on, uh, so here's a pitch I, I, on Monday. I'm doing a zoom thing, which is going to totally bomb cause it's, it's a zoom meeting and it's like uh, it's called uh, poets realm in fort myers and they we used to do it at the holiday inn downtown and now of course covid they right. can't so he's like dude will you do like a five minute set i'm like dude i'm not gonna do a five minute comedy set to my own computer like i'm not even gonna hear that i'm bombing right uh, and, and and he's like come on man just do it i'm like fine i'll do it i don't care so i don't know how stand-up comedy works while you're sitting down at a computer but but anyway um uh, what was my point? I got lost. What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> he was talking about. Uh, oh, yeah. So I had this idea that like, oh, well, I got to pick. Like I, I should stop teaching classes and I should do stand-up comedy. And, I, and then I'm looking. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I've been teaching class for 20 years. And then I, I, I just went, well, I just had this thought like, all right, well, what would Joe Rogan do? Right? I, somehow, because I love his podcast. So right. I went and look at Joe. I'm like, here's Joe Rogan. His stuff doesn't make the hell any sense to anybody except Joe Rogan, exactly. right? Exactly. So he's doing stand up comedy and his podcast and this fight club thing. I, I don't know anything about the fighter thing. UFC, I'm like, well, he, yeah. if he can do that, I can do me. This oh, is stupid. Yeah. So I realized it was a self limiting thought. I can do all of it. You can, you really can, especially in this world t today. I mean, yeah. you know, here we are over here. We're running, a, we're running an app. We're doing, uh, you know, we're running open houses. We're. Yeah. We're doing real estate. We're doing this podcast, you know, yeah. so you can be multifaceted, yeah. um, you know. Uh, the main thing is enjoy doing it. Enjoy yeah, well, you know, I've it. had I've had a lot. I mean, in, in the position that I'm in um, it, doing these classes, um, the th people, it's kind of weird. It's a little bit like um, there, there, there are a lot of people who say that they know me or say hi to me at Publix at the grocery store or something. And they feel like they know me, but I don't know that remember. I don't remember ever seeing them ever. So there's kind of a little bit of um, uh, a, an unnatural kind of uh, element to the conversations where people feel an intimacy that doesn't really exist because because it, it does exist. But it's a feeling like, OK, so I'm telling you the stories. I'm telling you guys these stories. Um, but but in, in a real relationship, the stories go back and forth. Right. But in a 60-hour class, it doesn't really go back, back. It's mostly you listening to me and having your response to it, and then you have your experience of it, of passing your exams. You go, oh, yeah, I know Dan. So then people come up to me and be like, hey, you know, I had, oh, God, I, I had one where um, I was doing a, an ethics class at the Royal Palm uh, Board, and it was... It was um, it, I was covering a thing about what happens if somebody violates the procuring cause thing. So procuring cause, uh, what I was talking about is procuring cause is not one thing. It's a bunch of things. So it's who opened the door, who introduced them to the property, who wrote the offer, who organized the home inspection, who figured out the financing, you know, uh, who, who negotiated the contract, who sent the contract to title. These are all arguments for procuring cause. And if it's more than one person, you might have a an issue here right. so so then that those disputes are are uh are required to be uh, arbitrated through the association as part of the membership and i was talking about what that arbitration was so i was doing that for i don't know a few minutes and and we took a break woman comes up to me crying and uh, now complete stranger i don't know her but but i i touched to the, something something really hit her and, and she comes up to me and she says um she says she says what do you do if your broker won't pay you a commission 
I go, I go, what broker? She goes, my broker. She goes, my best friend. I put my license with her, and I've done three deals, and she hasn't paid me anything. What? Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and, and so I told her the options. You know, the, if it's a small claim, which is depending on where you are, but $5,000 or $7,500. If it's a small claim, you can do it that way. But this was not a small claim anymore. It's three commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her that the same thing applies to her as what I just said, which is she can file a complaint at her own board against her own broker. Now, th- that, that is, that's a strange conversation to have with, with a complete stranger, isn't it? Right, yeah. You know? And so, but, but that's kind of part of, of what happens. I end up in these sometimes very intimate conversations with people about things that you could never, you know, I never could have dreamed that I was going to have that kind of conversation. I mean, she left. I mean, obviously, she turned and walked away. She's bawling. I mean, she's crying. Yeah, I don't know what she did, but I told her the truth. She's, she could file a complaint. That's so, a yeah. tough one. <laughs> yeah, pretty rough. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's it's right. like you guys are in business together and your buddies, and then he won't pay you. And now what am I now asking me? What are what am I supposed to do? It's like uh, okay, fight. Here's what you can do. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, could have gone in the business of mediation, huh? Yep. <clears throat> so you know, I guess uh, getting back to your packages. Yeah. Um, what what exactly uh, does your your class offer? Just so. Yeah. So, so I'm doing uh, course one in class starting in August. So people can just go sign up for that at swflschool.com. Um, and, and that's we're going to do nights, weekends, whatever, so people can just do flex schedule. It's the regular thing. Print it, either a real book, a real instructor, me or one of my team, and whatever. Um, or they can do on demand. Like if people want to get their license right now. And I just, I, look, there's a, there's a space here where it's like $80 and sucks and you're not going to get licensed or 40, $450 from the big schools. I put it right in the middle. Right. You know, and and so that people can just do an on-demand thing. I want to make sure that they know for sure they're really going to, it's not a joke. They're going to for real get licensed. They're going to cover the real content that's actually on their two exams and pass them. So they got that. So they can literally just go click the button and just have it, just do it on their time. You know, you got to pass through each section. You got to, you know, answer questions and then pass the final exam. Um, and then, you know, post-licensing, I'm doing 45 hours p- post in-house at the brokerages. And then for, for broker post-licensing, they can do either 30 hours of that post, same post they can sit in with sales associates, or they can do the whole 45 hours, go through the whole week with the sales associates, and then do the additional 15-hour tag-on, get done with their whole 60 hours, and get that CIS, Certified Investment Specialist uh, certification, and get then their post is all done. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so what's your bigger, you, you know, the big, where do you see this? in you know five ten years are you trying to get over to the east coast the miami port lauderdale market? i mean I, I could i could i could see swinging over there there are those um um it, it's usually not a, a company you know there's different designations in, in a a in order to do licensing classes you generally have to be a school mm-hmm. like so i'm a licensed school i can do any kinds of required classes but they've got different designations where somebody's just a, an instructor on their own and they get qualified through the state to do just a ce class so you do get your people that drive around and just you know do continuing ed to to wherever you know i don't really think i want to be in in that business you know i named it southwest florida school of real estate with a purpose i really want people to know that i'm here i'm local you know, maybe down to, to Marco and maybe up to, you know, uh, North Fort Myers, Cape Coral and, and in between. Um, and um, I, I certainly don't have any, you know, problem with, with doing some things in Miami or whatever. But like in the near term, 
dude, I mean, th there's 2,500 new COVID cases a, like a day right now right. Uh, in that county. And my fiance has got asthma. You better believe she's not letting me drive to that coast right now. <laughs> she, it's just not whatever it is, isn't, isn't worth it, you know? Yeah. So not right, not right now for that. You know, I really, I really want to, uh, I'm in Fort Myers. I don't, one thing I, I decided early on is if I'm going to put it online, I don't want to be a shipping company. That just doesn't seem like fun to me. I, you know, somebody's in Tallahassee and they're like, well, can you send me a book? I want to do it on demand. So I want to make sure the on demand thing doesn't require a book. They can download. They're not downloading a book, but they're downloading a glossary and, and review questions. They can download almost 100 pages of content right. to take them through, to take whatever notes they want and whatever. The, the, so if they're in Tallahassee or Germany or wherever they are, just a, a, a total package deal. Go click the button and just just buy it. But I didn't want to do a thing where it was like I'm doing a Zoom thing or I'm doing you know now I'm shipping a book mm -hmm. to Tallahassee. I'm shipping a book to Miami. I just don't want to be in the book shipping industry. That's not why I got into this. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean anything to me. It's just annoying. Turns into a whole other <laughs> yeah, 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 and everything's paperless too nowadays. Yeah. so it's it's a lot easier. I I would have I would have rather done that than you ship me a book. The people <laughs> who have gone through my on-demand course one have straight up said, I will never take a a a, a class like this in a in a room ever again. Now I don't mean that to disparage my own classroom or anybody else's classroom stuff, but I truly treated that product like I was making something, as mm -hmm. though I was sitting in the computer with you. You know, it's not. I tried different versions. You know, I did a version where it's like, "Hello, this is Daniel Larson, and we're covering section one." And I like, I really tried this. I, I don't know why I turned it into Walter Cron Cronkite <laughs> at the end, uh, but I really did this kind of. And I had some people like, "Yeah, that sounds good," oh, but right. the majority of people were like, "Dude, that's just boring. You gotta, you gotta do it like it's class." Yeah. So then, um, what I decided to do is, I'm just gonna get in a little box room with good acoustics, and I'm just gonna do it. Like, I'm just gonna riff and just do like I do in class. I'm not thinking while I'm teaching a class. Blah 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 blah. Here's what it is. Here's the test question, and I put it up that way, and people seem to really like it, and they're getting, they're passing their exams and getting licensed. So, you know, I'm. I'm proud of that. You know, that, that was not easy. I, I invented that, you know, nice. so that kind of style. So, so, so I do, uh, over at our brokerage, I do a lot of trainings with new agents, whether it's our CRM stuff or just basic stuff, open house stuff Deshaun's always doing open house stuff too. Um, and so a lot of new agents come in with this mindset of like, Oh, it's real easy. You come in here, you do this, you're going to sell a house in your first week and yeah. be a millionaire. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give to, to new agents starting out hungry agents yeah. and busy agents? You gotta have somebody who you can talk to every day who knows what they are doing. Somebody every, and I mean, when I say every day, I mean every working day. So I've had people that make a big mistake. They come to me and they go, well, I put my license with my broker. Um, and, um, I don't really like them. I'm like, oh, well, why'd you do that? Oh, well, they had a commission split that I liked, and it's close to my house. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, the, so you went into bed. That's like saying you married somebody you hate <laughs> because you thought they were pretty or something. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, what are you doing? You know, your criteria is messed up here. You got, yeah, close to home is good. Convenience is good because you are going to do some driving around. You don't want to drive extra to get to your broker's office. But it's like you got to find somebody that you, you vibe with. You know, it's got to be, you know, one one way to, to help figure that out. Look, there are brokers that go, look, you're going to do it our way. If you like that, you know, fine. But that means you're an amiable. <laughs> you know, if you're an amiable, then find somebody who they're going to tell you exactly what to do and do it their way. And you're going to give them 35% or something probably, <laughs> right? Right. 
Um, or you've got expressives. I mean, you do a personality analysis, and I've got one of those in my post-licensing classes. You know, you, so if you ever heard of, uh, like, so Tony Robbins, he talks about a disc analysis. Go do a Tony Robbins disc analysis and see who you are. Um, because what tends to happen is that, that people tend to, it's kind of like, okay, is it birds of a feather flock together? Well, in some ways, yes, but, but in, mostly in the ways of like morality and business planning and those kinds of things, but not generally in the ways of, of personality. If, if you've got two expressives working together, everybody's blabbing and nobody's listening. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you, you get a bunch of comedians, I can tell you this for sure. You get a bunch of comedians in the room, they all get mad at each other. It's not fun listening to comedians try to make other comedians laugh. It's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they, hey, do you think this is funny? It doesn't matter what they say. It's like, no. You know what I mean? It's a comedian. That's yeah. not your audience. It's the opposite of your audience. Yeah. Um, and so, so doing a personality analysis is incredibly helpful because if I'm an expressive, I probably, as a broker, need a driver. I don't need an expressive because now everybody's on the same roller coaster. Right. I don't want to be on the same roller coaster with you. I already make a roller coaster. Right. A lot of successful agents are expressives. And so, so if you're, you want a broker that's a driver, probably if you're an expressive, which is a big percentage because that driver goes and goes and goes and doesn't get too excited when it goes, takes, takes a tank, takes a dive or, or goes really well. They keep driving forward. Even now, you can get some personality conflict there because a driver tends to want to be right more than they tend to want to be social. Whereas an expressive wants to be more social than they are interested in who's right. But it's, that's what I'm like, who, who runs a business based on just one person's talents? And the answer is only people who don't succeed. Hmm. You know, you need to have different, that's what humanity is, right? That's, right. that's what, that's, 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 that's a, that's a culture, a habitat that works is variety. Um, and so, so it's like, figure out who you are, do a personality analysis, figure out who that broker is. You know, because you're not going to know by just chatting with them. And you're certainly not going to know by somebody going, here's our policies sign here. Right. You're not going to know that. You can't know that. And that's a way to make a big mistake. And when you make that big mistake, you just, you can lose your enthusiasm and your momentum. And people wash out before they really gave themselves a chance. Right. So, so you want to make sure that your broker is somebody who you really connect with in a way that's personal. Because if it's just business, that's not going to work. Because that's, that's like saying your marriage is going to be just business. And you know it doesn't. You know Anybody knows that that doesn't work. Just and intuitively. I've, I've, I've talked to agents, too, that, that come on to our brokerage. And they, I say, why didn't you come on earlier? That We're such a good fit for you. And they <laughs> oh, well, I felt so obligated to my previous broker. I, yeah. I felt like I was going to hurt their feelings if I left. And it's yeah. like, no, remember, you're the, you are the business owner of your business. Yes. You are the entrepreneur. You are not filling out a you don't work for them right you work for yourself but you you're gotta, licensed you gotta you work with it. someone you're, you're, you're comfortable you're, with another way to put it is you're the captain of the plane they just they are the plane they're the plane and that's yeah. that's where a lot of people forget is well when you go when you go to a brokerage you're interviewing the broker it's not the other way the well broker's the, not interviewing the license you. is in your name right yeah. you own your sales associate license exactly. if, or your broker license you own it it's yours literally given from the state to you in your name now you have to have somebody hold it for a couple years minimum um, and you know, I just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where people can make this giant mistake and not even realize that that's the mistake they're making. Mm -hmm. You know, people, I've had people come and say, well, you know, my broker, they, I mean, forget about not paying the three commissions because right. you know that she's crying. She knows about that. What about when you don't know, right. you know, it's like, well, you know, everybody in our office has to have the same business card and we all have to all go send it to the same print company. And okay. If that's, if you like being told what to do, then that's perfect. But in this story, it sounds like you don't like that. Right. Then don't do it. 
and don't start doing it because you're going to start expensing time and energy and money making signs to sell a product that you don't believe in. Mm-hmm. That can't work. That cannot work. It'll fail every time. It's going to fail every, 100%. Especially if you're an expressive and you like to be creative with, with your vision and, yeah. and, and yeah. that's yeah, the fun there's, of it. There's some brokerages out there where the broker's like, no, you're going to cold call. You're going to call 100 people a day and you're just going to do it how we do it. And it's just, that's it. That's exactly. But then there's other brokers that are like, hey, do, do, do it your way. Yeah. You know, so, so it, it, and neither of those is wrong or right. It's it is up to that individual to decide that. So mm-hmm. so that's my my point is you've got to have parameters within yourself within which to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? And another question I always ask those new agents that come into our office that I that I help train is why did you get into real estate? And yeah. Someone will say, oh, because I heard you can make good money. Well, you're most um, likely going to fail every time if you yeah. get into it. it. It's it's a roller real estate's a roller coaster, ain't it? It's not a nine to five job. It's up and down. You're gonna have Clients calling you at 10 o'clock at night saying, put that offer in. You're going to yeah. have sellers calling you at midnight saying, okay, I'm ready to sell my house. Put it on the market tomorrow morning. Yeah. You're going to have deals coming on, on the weekends. You're going to be doing open houses. So yeah. it's, it's got to be something that you feel you can enjoy doing, not because you saw selling paradise on Netflix and you're like, oh my God, I can be a millionaire just like that yeah. person, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and, and one part of it is write a mission statement and, and, and write, it is very easy to write a terrible mission statement. Incredibly easy. So, uh, so let's write a terrible mission statement. I help people in Naples buy and sell real estate. The, okay. You, you <laughs> might as well just say, why don't, why don't you write a book that's called the book of everything for everybody? Okay. <laughs> right, let's put let's put all three of us in charge of of uh, cleaning the floors here before we leave. Well, nobody's going to do it because you're say, saying everybody's in charge. That means nothing. There's nothing exists. Yeah. Okay. So if you're that vague, that means nothing. So and now you're you're saying here's what you're saying. Hey, I'm I'm like ten thousand other people. You like me? The answer is no. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking. Who are you? Yeah. Okay. So you've got to be very, very, very specific. So, so in a mission state, so, and by the way, I want to make a million dollars. You guys already know is not a mission statement, right? right? Um, what's a mission statement is being geographically incredibly clear. You know, this business, there's, there's all this online stuff. It's local. It's, this is a local business. I don't know how to make it not a local business. I don't care what national brand you're dealing with. You're, uh, what are you going to do? Get in your airplane and fly to a different state and show somebody real estate for 30 seconds? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a local business. So um, if you just say, I help people buy and sell real estate in Naples, you might as well not say anything at all. Right. Um, and so it's like, here's a community. Uh, with a name and here's specifically what I do and what tends to work is things that match who you personally are Um, and so a starting point is things like um, um, you know write down everything that you like about being alive what are your hobbies what are your dreams what are your goals what kind of books do you like reading or what kind of blogs do you read what's interesting to you write it all down and then start so that's kind of your lump of clay right so it's like here's a hundred things that I enjoy about my life now start finding things that you think you could teach somebody about. So things that you'd be comfortable explaining to other people about. So, 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 so now I'm going, okay, well, I kind of like boating. Am I good at boating? No, I'm not really good at boating. Okay, so probably not going to be comfortable talking to people about boating. So I'm looking for things that I like doing that I would be comfortable 
teaching information to novices about. So I might go, okay, um, you know what? I like tennis. I was on the, I was on the high school uh, tennis team, um, and, and uh, I quit uh, the junior year and then the senior year. Th that, that team won state, which is true. Uh, so I don't know how good at tennis <laughs> I am. I maybe was holding them back. Uh, I just didn't have the serve, man, I'm telling you. But would I be comfortable? Can I explain to somebody intelligently how, how to play tennis? The answer is, yeah, I can. Now, this is a made-up story. I don't want to, but let's just say I did. Let's right. just say that I just, I, every Wimbledon, man, that just really, okay. So now what I'm going to do is, is, are there any places around maybe 20 miles, 15 miles would be better, 10 miles would be closer you can get the better, just like a CMA. But someplace place close to me, driving distance, where people would go if they really love tennis like I do. Oh, yeah, there's a place right up over here off a uh, little hickory, you know, and that's they got clay courts and they go, okay, well, I'm going to let them know that I'm the tennis real estate agent now. Mm -hmm. um, and so that works because it's true, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of the other way of going about it. One way is to name the community or take over a farming community. The other way is go find people just like you and tell them that you're just like them. You know, so you, now you're real estate, you, instead of real estate Jake, you're tennis Dan. You, you want to know, <laughs> and this really, really does work. And um, I haven't talking, uh, talked to this agent, uh, there's a very successful agent in town, but I just met with a gentleman, um, you know, I'm not going to name names or put anybody on the spot, but he told me the way that this guy got his business was, and, and literally verbatim, just said that he was a he's a Trump supporter. He put a banner across his <laughs> his house that says he's a Trump supporter. He puts it on his boat. Yeah. He, and he's and literally that's all the people that are buying real estate. He's like just knowing that fact, they will go in, sign a contract or buy a broker agreement with him, and it works for him. Dude, I'm getting that with my school, the geographical thing. I'm getting people in Minnesota who want a Florida real estate license contact me because they know I'm from Minnesota. Right. They get their real estate license with me online just because I'm from Minnesota. Just it's the same thing. Like, I'm not doing that on purpose. It's just me. Find, yeah. find some commonality. You don't need, a, you know, and we always talk about that. You don't need 100% of everybody to like you. You'd really just, you know, not even 10% of, you know, 300 or 400 million Americans and you know, right. whatever. You just need that little niche. Right. And, and it's going to feed you and you're going to do great. But that insecurity, that deep-seated fear, especially mm -hmm. when, man, you can't pay your rent, your mortgage this month, that human, very, very human fear of I'm going to say I'm everything to everybody because I got to figure out a way to get a closing. It's natural. Mm -hmm. And but that's why it's a business. You got to have plans in place, you know. And and you know my point back to the answer to your question is is your broker cannot because they're a different human being from you cannot have that answer for you. Mm -hmm. You have to have that answer for yourself. And if you don't, you are very likely to wash out of this industry before you even give yourself a chance. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to do that because that's the criteria with it, that you're going to use to figure out who's your broker. Right. You yep. know, 100%. if you don't have that criteria for yourself, your broker says this and you go, oh, okay, well, I guess that, that, that wind is blowing the right direction, I guess. I'll just go with that. And they'll just, that boat will just take me wherever that wind's blowing because I don't have a plan. And a lot of that comes into, and it might be, you know, uh, the fact that there's either career students or people all that have been in a career or another industry like hospitality or whatever, and they're there for so long. Um, and, you know, the idea, the mirage in their head is like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I yeah. want to be a sales agent. I want to be a real estate agent and do it on my own. They go, but subconsciously, they're still looking for people that are telling them wh what to do, how yeah, to do yeah. it, Next. et cetera, you know, and, you know, because they, they're unable to express their creativity and, and so, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so catch this. The, the caveat to me on this whole conversation is how old are you? Right. Because this, why do I know this point so well? 
it's because when I was in my 20s and early 30s, I had no idea. And I could, and, and it just, it, and why not? I just, uh, I was an outgoing personality, a, per, a people pleaser, I liked kind of whatever. And so, I mean, I'm not kidding you when I say that I had buyers during the real estate bubble. I had buyers that I drove to Duluth. If you know where Duluth is, you might as well be in Canada. <laughs> I drove to Rochester. I'm the same people driving to Rochester. Hey, I, I, what, what do you want? I want a nice house. Okay. Yeah, I'm 24. Okay, you want a nice house. Where? I don't know. Somewhere in Minnesota. Okay, where? Oh, up here. Okay. What am I doing? I right. mean, I just, like, the answer is no. You, do, you know, listen. You need to, you need to listen. Like a five-year-old kid. Now, me being a parent helps because, like, when my kids were five, it's like, okay, here's the deal. You got three options. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because we're not driving to Duluth. You're like, are you going to move to Duluth? Well, no, but I just want to get it. Okay, we're not driving. Right, okay. So, but that's, that's so hard when you still view yourself as a kid, when your parents are still that big of an influence on you, mm -hmm. you know, at that age. If you got good parents that loved you, that's how you just naturally feel. But by the time you're a parent yourself, you just go, ah. You know, you just say no to most things, right? right? You just get crabbier and more conservative and you just go, ah. So it's, this point is much easier for somebody getting into the industry in their mid-30s or in their 40s than somebody who's 22. You can get this license when you're 18. This is tough. Mm -hmm. How do I explain to an 18-year-old how to figure out what they're interested in? You know, my, my uh, stepson, my, my fiance's son is 22. And he's home from college. I mean, he had all these plans, things he wanted to do, very clear. COVID happened. He wanted to move to L.A. He's not in L.A. What's he going to do now? I don't know because he's 22. Right. It's really, really hard, yeah. Yeah. you know, to know yourself that well. So to me, um, you know, and I'm not, my point isn't just the class, but, but, but you know, in, in the post-licensing class or in some way, analyzing your personality. To find a way, do a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. You know, strengths and weaknesses are internal. Opportunities and threat, threats are in your environment. Um, and do a, a SWOT analysis and then do a personality analysis because I don't care how old you are, that'll answer a lot of those questions. Mm -hmm. And figure out what you don't like to do. That's not another thing. Is, well, here's what I'm not going to do. <laughs> it took me two weeks after the shot. It's funny because I'm doing this school. I've been doing this all these years. There's a way in which I feel like I'm the captain of the Titanic. You know what I mean? It's like nobody had more experience than that guy who went right into a iceberg and, and tanked that thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel I didn't want to do that. It's like I don't want to be the, the, the guy with all this experience teaching real estate classes. In a, and now I'm in a COVID environment, and i got to figure out how to do it, and then I just do it wrong because right. I have no idea what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? So, so it took me a couple weeks of analysis, and that's exactly where I went is, okay, what do I not want to do? I know for sure I don't want to do a Zoom meeting for a week and a half for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. I know I just don't feel like it. Right. So, okay, so then what am I going to do? And that's, that's kind of where I went from. Yeah, that's a... Uh that's a, that I believe that's the easiest way to figure it out. Figure out what you don't want to do, and then yeah. it's a lot easier figuring out what you do want to do. Yeah, and yeah. you weren't the only one. Everybody, oh. everybody had to re revamp, reanalyze. Uh, yeah, nobody knew what the heck. Oh was yeah, like, we became uh, Zoom experts. What are we on <laughs> TikTok? We're be, we're yeah. becoming yeah. experts in things that we're like, ah, we probably don't ever need that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Another funny thing, we've seen a lot of successful um, agents that are older agents here in town. All of a sudden, their their Instagram pops up and. They got 20 follows and three pictures, but you know they've been a real estate agent for yep. 20, 30 years here in town. They're and successful. A, and a lot of those very serious agents all of a sudden are now making TikTok videos because now yeah. they know that everybody's on social or they're, and that's where you get your best organic reach. Yep. And, and I even seen, a, uh, I follow this guy. He's a, he's a top real estate uh, broker in Miami. Very, you know, luxury, just the high end, uh, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 million dollars. Yeah, those condos that'll be in the ocean in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he's on, you know, he's on TikTok now. I mean, he's yep. doing, 
doing TikTok videos. So it's allowing, but I think it, it's also kind of cool because it's allowing people to be more expressive and not demonize so much that you're not this just just stiff in a suit that just shows up and you yeah. know, everything just this, this this you know you want to be professional but I, I'm you know for a creative like, like we were talking about earlier I think it's just a little bit more fun now people are a little bit more expressive and accepting you, of you have to adapt with the time well right? it's it's kind of like it's kind of like it, it used to be a thing of, you know let's make a TV show it's like okay well now you can make a TV show about how you made that show right. you know what I mean it's just kind of pulling like I was thinking about that this morning I'm like why do I why am I so interested in whether my socks match I'm like going through the laundry I'm like I'm like man I gotta make my socks match still do I nobody's looking at them you know is that it's just in my head. Nobody cares. You know, when I saw the NFL players start wearing pink socks and stuff, I'm like, ah, socks don't matter. If an NFL player is going to wear pink pull-up socks to their knees, I'm like, okay, socks, I can just make up whatever I want to now. They don't have to match anymore. And you know, I was taught, like, you know, you wear a blue suit and a blue tie and your belt matches your shoes and then your socks match your pants. And, you know, I, I went through all that kind of corporate training. And now I'm like, ah, it's just, I mean, my socks, nobody's looking at my socks. Like, ah, I feel and, like wearing <laughs> blue and pink today. I don't yeah, know. yeah so, so almost in this perspective, it's almost a little bit like, as you get more experience, your strengths and weaknesses can become more clear to you because you've had more experience, but your opportunities and threats might become less clear, mm -hmm. you know, because, because as, as we age, we tend to be more conservative. Like if, if I'm, if I'm kicking at home, I don't want to play the new uh, Madden football game because I don't understand it. I'm going to play the 2015. I know exactly where all the buttons are. <laughs> I, I'm only interested in this for 20 minutes. Anyway, I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to commit. You're playing Madden uh, two. To 15, bro. I'm, playing, I'm oh, still playing NFL Blitz. <laughs> Dude, there was one on the Dreamcast that was just awesome. I it had that. Randy Moss on the Dreamcast. Dreamcast was just that football game. Like, oh, yeah. Nothing else one. came he, out good. He had 99 speed and no one else in the game. Dude, it was just Randy Moss, man. You just had to throw it over just, everybody's dude, just head. Just like this. He just mossed you. Your quarterback has 20 touchdowns a game. <laughs> I, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but anyway, yeah, TikTok and these things, like I, I do, you know, I'm not as familiar with that. But, but here's, here's the other thing. That that goes back to my point of like it's not it, it's not a one person game it really isn't you know like like um, I, I um I was talking to one of my students he's like well what are we gonna do in in post licensing he's like I got to take post licensing here in the next and twenty two year old kid just gonna get his real estate license want to know what post licensing was and I, I just said to him I said so what do you want it to be so he answered now I've got the ability to say well, that's not what you want it to be <laughs> like that's you think that's what you want it to be but that's not right I can I can kind of veto it um, but but to be able to say okay well you know how familiar are you because you're 22 years old just getting into this business you might be the smartest person in the room though about how to use uh, Instagram and TikTok mm -hmm. let's ask you because you're going to know better than me right you know and uh, it's for, from again with the comedy thing like Jerry Seinfeld like the Seinfeld show why was that popular well because so many Tim Allen you ever seen Tim, Tim Allen oh, yeah. He, oh he, yeah okay he does vehicles where he's funny and everybody else is hanging around with Tim you know Seinfeld was was so popular because it was like Jerry was just part of the crew, right? Like everybody had funny things to do. Right. So that's my perspective on it is like everybody's got value here, you know, so that 22 year old, maybe you need them on your real estate team, for example, even if they don't know anything about real estate yet, because they're going to teach the people that are my age and older how to do this better. Right. Find a way for them to make a living doing that. And that's what I love about this industry. That's freaking awesome. The man. fact that I've got a career doing what I do is crazy. Yeah. You ever, you, how, how People say like, when was the last time you sold real estate? I'm like, I don't know. 
know. I mean, it's about four years ago. Wow. But 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 I, I've got something to do here. Right. You know, that's what I love about this industry. It's there's there's really if you get on the right path early, there truly can be a spot for you in this industry. Right, and you can you can create value all over the place. That's what they say. You can make money in so many different facets yeah. and areas in real estate. Yeah. And, uh, which, it's, it's just so important that you find something that you like. That, that, that at least half of the time, it doesn't have to be all the time, it's not going to be all the time, but at least half of the time you're going, you know what, this is, this is a good way to do it. Well, let me tell you something that we like to do. We like to bring people together and we like to get uh, engagement from different multiple brokerages across the board to, to help each other out um, with our platform at Doors Open Connect. And, and we've been doing it and it's been a super, it, it's been thrilling, it's exciting, um, and it's something that really hasn't been done before, at least not uh, documented. It's, it's, you know, it was a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of, uh, you know, text messages, and it was just this messy thing. Um, and we've created this form of communication uh, all under one platform. And I just like to, you know, I told you a little bit about it, but dive into your perspective on um, what do you think about differently, you know, an agent from Keller Williams working with an agent from Century 21 or, yeah. or, or uh, you know, a Marzuka Real Estate working with MVP or EXP or yeah. bringing those agents together. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. That's actually how I ended up on the podcast. Right. I contacted you because I saw this, what you were doing, and I, I'd never seen anything like it. And w w the, the first thing that ran through my head was, um, was the commission structure of this industry. So when I first saw your ad, the first thing that popped in my head is, okay, so we're both members of Nabor. Mm -hmm. And so through Nabor, we have a relationship where I've got a listing, we've got a, it, it's, it's, you, there's a way in which it's the most com competitive industry in the world. There's also a way in which it is the most cooperative industry in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody in the world wants this listing, but I got it. And now that I got it, I'll cooperate with anybody who's a member of my club and give them half my money. Right. That, there's nothing else. You, they, you can't get that in used car salesman. You know what I mean? You can't get that any, any, I have, I don't, there's no equal to that in any other industry. And, and so my first thought about this when I saw your app was, okay, so I'm broker A, you're broker B, and we're both in Nabor. And because we're both members of this realtor club, we're agreeing to act in a cooperative way, and there's this, this commission split. So, so does this affect that? And, and I ended up, after talking to you and looking at the app, the answer is really no. Right. It, it doesn't really affect that. What, what this is is an agreement not to be a part. So you got parties in the transaction, right? So I'm broker A. I've got the listing. So that's, we're parties in the transaction. You're broker B. You've, you're the selling agent. You've got your buyer there. So we're all parties in the transaction. Um, and so, so, but then these agents though, they're not really bringing to uh, another party in the transaction. Mm -hmm. They are saying, Hey, I'll give you 50 bucks to provide me a service, right. for example. Um, or you can provide me the service for free in exchange for whatever that, um, uh, consideration is, whether it's, it's potential leads at an open house or something like that. Um, and, um, I see this as a way to um, provide convenience for kind of an answer to a question that might not necessarily be that, that easy to answer. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that was, that's my kind of general take on it. It's like, okay, um, it's a geographical issue, right? So it's like I've got an open, it's a geographical and time issue. It's like I got an open house and it's on Marco Island and on Saturday I got to be in Cape Coral because uh, I've got a showing with this buyer. Right. Um, what am I going to do? Exactly. Well, mm, I, can, I can do it. I can try to solve that question in, an, in a way that's not systematic. 
So I could call my broker if there's some agents there, or I could put it on Facebook or something. But if you got the app, then it's systematic. And not only is it systematic, but it's, it's um, the, we've got, uh, I mean, you know better than I do, but you're, you're putting specific information in there right. that, that, that is being conveyed through the app. So that's, that's what I thought was, was interesting about this whole thing. I think you got a real shot of launching this thing pretty big. Yeah, it's a, it's a convenience, and it's, and it's really working out to where it, uh, it provides value, and it's a win-win pretty much for for almost everybody got, around them. We got one agent that's been using it for the last three months, and he's done two closings, and he's under contract again. No, yeah. he's done three closings. Three closings. Three closings, three and closings, he's under contract. And he's been paid multiple times through the app from an agent that is using it to leverage his out-of-state. Uh, and now he's the quickest one whenever a job pops up. He's like, mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's quick. Yeah, he's turning these deals. Especially if it's paid. So, no, yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome, man. It's been quite the journey. It's brought us to this podcast, and, and we get to interview um, interv- uh, individuals like yourself, um, you know, business owners in the Southwest Florida market. It. Um, and it, it's just been ex- it's been extremely gratifying and, and exciting in that way. And the fact that um, we're able to bring people together is our ultimate goal. And that's what we wanted to do as expressives. And and uh, and it's working, man. And it's it's great. And you have a great uh, you have a great product. We're really excited to see um, once you get everything completely launched and um, especially a the concierge service that you mentioned, basically. Yeah, the- I'm going to start that in August. You know, I'm going to yep. give this, we'll see how this COVID stuff kind of plays out. But I, 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 you can't move forward thinking everything's just going to keep shutting down. You got to go forward positive. So mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm going forward as though we're launching this thing. So my whole plan is, is live classes in August, you know? Yep. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Thank yeah, man, you for uh, spending the time. And, uh, you know, go ahead and plug your business and, and anything else you'd like to tell our listeners and where they can find you. Yeah, and, and just you, you can you can you can sign up for our live uh, um, uh, licensing classes starting in August or on demand licensing class right now. You can literally just go buy the product and just go take it at your leisure at home. Um, and then it's, yeah, post licensing and CE at your brokerage uh, starting in August. And it's SWFLschool.com. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, can they reach out to you on Instagram yet, or? Dude, two three nine four seven four seven one eighty five hundred. Perfect. Yeah, just text me, dude. Texting me is way easier, dude. I'm on Instagram, I'm sure, but I, I'm sure somebody else at my house manages that for me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> In other words, uh, if you're a marketing guru out there, <laughs> yeah, help, Daniel, help, help. Yeah, Daniel's looking for you. Yeah, it's been fun. We could probably do this for another three hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> great, man. That went good. good stuff. Uh, please contact us at doorsopenconnect uh, at gmail.com or DM us at uh, doorsopenconnect with any questions or any feedback, and we'll try to get, uh, we'll answer them in the next or the following episodes. Uh, we've got some exciting guests um, also coming up uh, pretty soon here, uh, working on some big things, so excited to bring that to you. Um, you can also find us on our Facebook page at Doors Open Connect LLC, uh, LinkedIn to Sean Robinson, or TikTok at Doors Open Connect. Yes, we are doing that. <laughs> um, thank you guys all very much again for your support and getting us this far with our over a thousand downloads. Uh, we want to bring this, you know, we want to obviously keep that going and keep interviewing uh, great guests. Um, so if you have any suggestions or if you'd like to sponsor your own podcast, go ahead and reach out to us, uh, and we'd we'd love to talk to you a little bit more about it. 
Um, again, thank you very much, uh, Jared of Divine Digital. Hey, if you guys got an app idea um, or you need a help with a website, um, you're looking to even start your own podcast, go ahead and reach out to Jared at Divine Digital. I can't tell you how much, um, we can't stress it enough, how much um, he was implemental in helping us with our platform, Doors Open Connect, and, and bringing our app idea to life. It's, it's really exciting to see how far we made it and, and uh, how it all works out. They do free consultations, so go ahead and, and look them up. That's uh, Jared at Divine uh, Digital. Um, and then also, uh, you know, again, guys, can't say thank you enough. You know, this is oh, really, thank you. This is really fun. Really, I really enjoyed this. Really cool. We're gonna have to do it again. So, yeah, yeah. big shout out again to all of our listeners, supporters. Continue to spread the message. And until next time, we'll keep the doors open so your deals stay closing. I'm Deshaun Robinson. This is my co-host Rick Haas. And until next time, this is DOC signing out. This week's episode is brought to you by the Doors Open Connect app platform, available on the Apple App Store to download now. Designed by real estate professionals for real estate professionals. Looking to leverage your business and take it to the next level with the newest technology available? Doors Open Connect. If you're not sure what we're about, make sure to listen to the first episode ever, and we'll keep the doors open so your deal stay closing.